know what I love? I love when our listeners buy products from our sponsors. And you and I have been doing this for almost six years now. And the reality is, is uh, we've had the opportunity to take on a lot of different sponsors. We've actually turned down a bunch. We didn't think you guys needed a... Uh, Manscaped? Or a pillow <laughs> that uh, your butt sits on in your trucker seat to make your, your cheeks feel less fatigued. Or beef jerky, yeah. for that matter. Uh, not that we don't believe in beef jerky, but anyway, point being is the people on the show are, are companies that we use and like. We just don't take anybody. And I love getting these emails from our listeners. This one uh, from our friend Colby White said, uh, lightning. Actually, he doesn't say lightning. He says lightning and heavy. Oh, he added an E. It's lightning. And heavying. And heavying. Oh, I get it. Lightening and heavying. <sighs> anyway, he says, uh, so I finally yeah. decided to pull the trigger and put some money into the suspension of my 87 Suburban at iron underscore ox underscore square body uh, on the Instagram. I swapped out the old homemade lift springs for some Skyjacker Easy Ride 4-inch springs and added some longer travel Bilstein 5100 series shocks using off-road designs extended shock mounts. I knew it was going to be better than the old quote-unquote white dual shock setup on the front. But this thing rides better than my 2021 Silverado work truck. I've taken it down some washboard dirt roads, and they didn't fade. The Burb rides like a completely different vehicle, and I'm more impressed than I ever imagined. I went with Bill Stein pretty much because of the Truck Show podcast recommendations and interviews, but I can't wait to get folks into my rig and show them how smooth this old truck is. That came from our uh, buddy Colby, so... Dude, thank you. We appreciate when you guys use the product and then uh, circle back with us. Uh, we've got some Bill Stein stuff coming up. There's some new product uh, announcements coming up, and then they're going to be in studio with us in uh, in a couple episodes. So. so are you saying that that news is under embargo? I would say that there is some cool stuff on the horizon, hmm. and we'll... Uh, We'll stay tight to that. So the guys from Bill Stein are coming here to the pod shed. Yep, they're going to come hang out inside the pod shed. Are we going to drink the rest of the alcohol behind you? Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very sloppy that episode. That would be a very sloppy episode, <laughs> but uh, we could talk about uh, monotube shocks all day long. We, we should. So this is season two, episode number 24, and if, you're, if you've been here since the beginning, it actually is number 283, plus a few SEMA episodes in there. We're approaching 300. Hundred freaking episodes. That's a lot of time. Yeah, doing the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There's been a lot of uh, emails, and you guys have been prolific with uh, your email sending. Uh, Truckshowpodcast at gmail com, and we also have a lot of uh, five star hotline calls. So six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. So keep those things coming. If you haven't heard from us, it's probably because you're in the stack somewhere. But we'll try to get to as many of those emails as we can on this show. And hopefully, uh, if we have time, we'll hit up the uh, the Google Voice. But first, we have to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor. So speaking of Nissan, tell me about that beautiful blue Titan that's sitting in uh, in front of your garage that I expected to be returned some weeks ago, and yet it's still here. So uh, interestingly enough, uh, I have a friend who has a uh, marketing company that uh, does all of uh, Nissan's like movie and commercial cars. And oh, like product that, placement, which is which is pretty cool. Okay, and uh, no, there's a, the writer strike is going on right now, and he has a warehouse full of cars, and he's like, hey. He's like, the Titan takes up a lot of room in my warehouse, and I just want to make sure that uh, I can fit all my cars inside so I don't have to leave anything out. So, so wait um, a minute, pause. Stop, wow. yeah. stop, uh-huh. stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Where, the, why doesn't Lightning get a Frontier that's taking up too much space because in his warehouse? he doesn't know you. So uh, my but, friend, he, but you know him and you know me, so there's one degree of separation. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Marcus Carl's uh, 
from uh, the Marketing Alliance Consultancy in uh, Paramount, California, said, hey, this thing's going back on lease in a few months. If you want to just borrow it and, and get it out of my hair, put miles on it. And I said, great. Paramount so, is next to Long Beach. Right. That's where I live, brother. Yeah, he lives in Huntington Beach. So it was even delivered down here, which is great. What? So this uh, apparently <sighs> this particular Titan was used as the lifeguard truck in the Barbie movie, among <laughs> other things okay. that it's done. And... Um, it's a two-wheel drive SV. It's a uh, uh, 2020, so it's the first year of the uh, the redesign with the mid-cycle fresh, uh, freshening with the grill and the interior. And I've been really impressed. It's got about 25,000 miles on it, and obviously commercial movie cars aren't always treated the best. This one has uh, cloth seats, but it has the big uh, screen in it and zero gravity seats. And it Fender is, audio system? Nope. This is a, oh, a SV really? model. Okay. So again, cloth seats, crew cab, short box, two-wheel drive, but it's got the V8. As uh, all Titans do, and it's it's just a pleasure to drive, and it's got you know over twenty thousand miles on it. And I can tell you, I know we talk about the warranty five year, hundred thousand miles on the Titan, but I can tell Is you it that it's still nice and quiet and it's tight. A, it's as tight as a brand new truck, and it rides great. It's super quiet. It uh, works well, and so normally I only get to drive the new stuff with like a thousand miles on. It. I'm like, oh, this new truck's great, and you guys are probably all thinking, yeah, I've got a two hundred mile. Thousand mile uh, beater I take to work every day, yeah, yeah, a hole. No, this is a chance for me to get uh, in a truck that's a few years old and and get a feel for it. And guess what? Highly recommend if you're in the market for a half ton truck, check out the Nissan Titan or Titan XD. They have the industry's best warranty, five year, one hundred thousand miles. And if you're looking for a mid size truck, you can check out the Nissan Frontier. But seriously, they age well. And they're really well built. So if if you are at all looking for a new truck, at least put it on the top of your list or head on down to your local dealer. Check it out or head to NissanUSA.com where you can build in price and see just how much uh, it'll cost you and what deals are going on right now. And why Holman's so delighted driving a used truck. Uh, listen, my, uh, my JL still might be waiting for some parts, so mm-hmm. it's been a godsend that I've had uh, access to this vehicle. Otherwise, I would be in rental car city. And I'm sure I would be in a V6 Challenger Charger or <laughs> yeah. something like that. So uh, happy to have the uh, the V8 Titan. It's uh, It's been great. And next up is Banks. And hold on a second, Holman. I have something for you. Is this the thing I texted you uh, Maybe about? Maybe it is. All right. I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I didn't get a chance to put this in the the bag that it would ship to customers in with yeah. the parts and mm-hmm. the instructions and all that. This is just. This is a 3D printed. Well, hand it over. Okay, here you go. You've there seen you go. it. All right. Yeah. So. This is out of uh, this is printed out of really carbon good. fiber. Looks really good. So what this is, and uh, Lightning had put out a marketing email to Banks customers the other day, and the Eco Diesel group on Facebook where everybody was talking and sharing the photos, said this is coming out, and it reminded me, hey, give me one of those so uh, I can have an iDash in the 392. So that's called an iDash Stealth Pod. So what's awesome about the Stealth Pod? is the fact that in my old jail, I had a competing product, and that competing product required you to epoxy it, and it was up in the corner of the windshield. The problem is, is that it created uh, a problem for using your visor in the the all-the-way-down position. It was in a great spot sightline-wise, but it just uh, got in the way of the visor. So you'd be driving into the sun... And, you know, you'd be trying to move your head around to have the iDash blot the sun out. And so Banks decided to make their own gauge pod. And so this stealth pod mounts at the top of your grab handle. So it's on your A-pillar, about six inches where the competitor product mounts. So it's still in a great line of view. 
but it allows full use of your sun visor. And so it doesn't get in the way of anything. And it's, it's, I'm holding it in my hand. I saw pictures. Lightning had shown this to me a while ago. And I was like, yeah, that's really impressive. Really well designed, but but touching it and feeling it, it's it's even better. It is really nice. And so that's a pre-production piece. Sure. The the production pieces are beautiful and they're rock solid. They feel nice. like something that Jeep would have built. Well, for three D, this does not feel flimsy at all. It yeah, is well, again, nice that's and thick that's and printed out of carbon fiber. That's great. The three D prints have come a long way. Yeah, this is really incredible, and including the uh, bank's logo on it which is really crisp where you get a lot of 3D printing. The logos are kind of muddy or they look like a melted, you know, lozenge or something like that. Right. This is really so nice. here's the great thing about the line of stealth pods that we have. So the wires are all hidden. There's no cables exposed. They bolt in through the factory points on your grab handle. And so they are every bit as rock solid as your grab handle. Now, since putting that post up on the EcoDiesel Facebook group, yep. guys have said, well, you know what? I use my upper mount for my ball, uh, for so my GoPro. I use my bottom mount for my ball. Oh, I left it open because if you remember, we were talking about this and you actually asked me, hey, where should this be on a JL? Because I saw there's other ball mounts and I'm like, I like the ball on the bottom. And then you guys put that on the top. So... Yeah, so I left it because a lot of guys use, they have a Switch, uh, Switch, Switch Pros, Pros or, yep. yeah, or uh, S-Pod or whatever it is on the bottom. Well, it turns out that after being at a Gladiator meetup, uh-huh. oh, shout out to SoCal Gladiators. I hung out. It was going to be 50. Have you been to Brewery X, by the way, in Anaheim? Uh, no, I keep Holy hearing about mackerel, it. Holy mackerel, freaking amazing. Heard their anyway, uh, beers are that's, good, too. That's where we're going to have a meetup. Anyway, so I was out there. It was supposed to be like a, a SoCal Gladiators going to have like 50 trucks. Like they got well over a hundred. Turned out it nice. was it was really cool. And so I showed that off, and the guys were like, "I love it, but I need one on the bottom." So we are going to design a bottom one as well. First, cool. we'll come out with the top. So we already have these for all the GM trucks, for all the Ford trucks and Rams, single and dual. Now, in, in the Wrangler and the Gladiator, you don't have enough real estate for yeah, a for dual, dual pod. No. Yeah, you've just got a single eye dash up there. Yeah. It's plenty though. You're talking about eight gauges per screen, five customizable yeah. screens. Uh, well, I'll That's tell you. 40 gauges you have access to at a touch of a button. My old JL was supercharged, so I had to have this because there's a lot of numbers and parameters and all the things that I wanted to monitor on it. And having the V8 and there, I miss having a iDash because there's other stuff that has nothing to do with forced induction that I'm still curious about, uh, especially like ambient air density and you know what the uh, humidity is and what my percentage of power potential is. And there's so many different things that the well, iDash can tell you. Let, let's say that you didn't have a taser, for example, because mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners have Jeeps or trucks yep. and they don't have tasers. Mm-hmm. If you put in your stock tire size mm-hmm. and then you put in your new larger tire size, yep. this will display your corrected speed. So now you're like, am I really going 55 or am sure. I going 63? Yep. That will display. So that it becomes a secondary speedometer if you wanted to. For Absolutely. The, yes. the other thing that this does is uh, if you have manual transmission, it has a shift light, which I used on my old manual. But there's also a, just a, a ton of features that you wouldn't think about or a lot of interesting things. Yeah, so minimums and maximums. It will yeah. record the highest oil pressure, the lowest yep. oil pressure, the highest speed you ever want. Whatever On parameter. a V8 Jeep, I want to know what my highest engine temps are, ah, right? So yeah. that way, if I'm out in the desert, you know, the Jeep has just a gauge that says normal. And then all of a sudden, it's not normal anymore, right? So I'll be able to actually have a better idea without going to my off-road pages on what the temps are, trans temp, especially the engine temp, and I can make sure that, oh, I need to either pick the pace up to get some more airflow over the radiator, all sorts of stuff like well, that. Well, like like on the mins and maxes, it will record the highest and lowest, yeah. but also you're talking about alerts. 
Yep. You can set foreground alerts and background alerts. So you can set an alert for something that you're not even monitoring. Yeah. You know, let Great. me know when, uh, you know, TransTamp hits 290 yeah. or something like that. And it just pops a big amber alert. Those are all programmable on the on the back end. It's super handy. Anyway, so this line of stealth pods, the one in your hand right now, we're taking signups. We're going to release that in just a couple of weeks. So if you go to bankspower.com, type in your year make and model. And if you have a Jeep or a, you know, a JL or a Gladiator, this is going to pop up and you can sign up to be notified. And if you've got a- Cool. Uh, now I just need a uh, iDash to put in the middle of well, it. You have, you have one. Do I? Did you give? Did you sell it with your Jeep? Of course I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it went with the Jeep. I was going to pull it all apart, and it's all tied into this. I would have brought you one. Well, I need I I need iDash. Do you want a Super Gauge or Data Monster? Do you want a Data, data Log? Yeah, Data Monster for sure. Okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, why? Why not have a Data Monster? I just I might as well have the capability, right? So you can record. So anyway, cool. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm super excited. Thanks for uh, bringing this over. This is I going guess, to be the latest edition. Without the uh, iDash, so you're gonna have a big just hole. Yeah, just to be a hole. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't matter because I don't have my Jeep right now. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. this will be my. So now present you have a, to it. you have a hole in your heart, is what uh, you have. Well, yes. I just have a reminder. I'm just going to. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, what? I'm going to epoxy this to the corner of my MacBook, just like this, mm-hmm. on the screen, and then that way I could pretend like I'm driving in my Jeep. That with looks no odd. Gauge. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. If you're curious about the iDash, simply go to bankspower.com slash iDash. All right. And uh, for those of you out there who are like me and really appreciate good suspension, ooh, I'm really excited about Bill Stein coming in in a couple weeks. Who, does, by the way, who's holding their hand up going, not me? Who's the guy that's like, I love a rough ride? Yeah. I don't think anybody, at least not my, our my, age. my wife loves when she's got to wear a sports bra to go down the freeway a, with a, me. A, as a kid, you know, you don't care. As an adult, where you know there is when you have enough, a gut, when you have yeah. a gut that's bouncing, and there's not enough decompression tables and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, yeah. to enough yoga time in the world to stretch out all the damage you've done to yourself. Uh, ride really matters, and uh, Bill Stein will make your truck ride like a dream. Just like our man Colby, he had one heck of an old tired suburban, and uh, he put Bill Stein's on it and absolutely transformed the ride. And it was so good, he decided to uh, to reach out to us. So. When the road runs out, Bilstein shocks will keep you going. You can get ride height adjustable 5100s. You can go all the way to a dual tube external bypass with a B8 8100. There's also a wide range of direct fit options. So even if you have a lift, Bilstein has direct replace lifted shocks. Replace those old clapped out white shocks that came on your crappy lift kit with something that's going to add a lot of performance. And some of you might be surprised to know that Bilstein's don't ride harsh on the highway. Not only do they give you a solid, taut ride that's comfortable, but better control, comfort, and also durability, especially for those who use your truck, whether it's off-road, towing, or hauling. Bilstein's are the right shock for you. Head over to BilsteinUS.com, and you can find out all of the applications that they offer for your vehicle. So let's say I want to use those Bilsteins off-road. How can I find a place to adventure? What do you recommend? Uh, I would head to onxmaps.com where you can go to the off-road map app built for adventure. You can view pricing and see all the key features online. You can discover off-road trails. You can save maps for offline use. You can track, save, and share trips. You can sync with CarPlay and Android Auto. You can customize with markups. You can find out who owns the land, public or private, on any route that you select. And of course, their brand new feature, the Route Builder, allows you to do powerful 3D planning on your computer. You can log into your account. You can do a route. And when you're done, share it with your friends. And not only will it be on your account on your computer, but it'll also be synced across all your devices. So if you have an iPhone or an Android tablet or a laptop all of your information across all devices is the same. When I go off-road, I always use Onyx to start my trips, and uh, it's the best way to get your friends to figure out where the heck you're going. So, Lightning, on our next trip, expect uh, a little uh, present inside your Onyx inbox. 
where you can uh, select the folder I send you and figure out where we're going to scratch your TRX up next. <laughs> Great. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman Holman, so next up, we're going to dial someone. We're not going to say who they are or where they work. Is that correct? I know who they are. I know where they work. I mean, I do too, but we're not going to tell the audience. Well, that's no fun. Then why <laughs> would they listen to the show? I think because they're looking forward to the payoff to see who this surprise guest is that wasn't in the title, or maybe he was in the title of the show. <laughs> and so they already know? <laughs> they know. Oh. Damn, this whole thing's like a bust. This was funny when we talked about it. It's less funny now. <laughs> Well, let's just call him. We got yeah. a podcast to no, do. No, no, let's do it anyway. I think it, let's, yeah, that's what I'm it, saying. Work. Just okay. go ahead, call all, him. All, all right, here we go. Phone up here, dialing and smiling. Hello, this is Rory. No, 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 mystery guest. No, you cannot no. say your name. We have to. We have to guess what you're all about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna do a mystery guest. Lightning, <laughs> Lightning, and Holman Truck Show podcast uh, mystery guest. We're gonna ask you a series of questions, and you have to answer <laughs> what we're talking that's about. That's exactly right. So don't move. Hang tight. One second. Can you? Can you guess, can you guess the thing? Can you guess the thing? Okay, so mystery guest, you work somewhere that offers a service that syncs across all of your devices, regardless of platform, PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. And you don't need a cell signal because you could have offline maps. Oh, you gave way part of it. Oh, I mean, you don't need a cell signal. That's right. And you work somewhere that syncs with CarPlay and Android Auto. I don't think his place syncs with CarPlay and Android his Auto. His service. Service. His Got service, okay. yes. Uh, you can discover uh, new things around you, wherever mm-hmm. you happen to be. And you offer a free trial of your awesome service. And the best thing is you guys now offer Route Builder, which is like one of my favorite things. Can you guess what we're talking about? Can Mystery. Guess. <laughs> guess. Can you can you guess the thing? I'm going to have to go with OnX Off-Road. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Good job! <laughs> Rory Edwards, back on the Truck Show podcast. Uh, having a little fun with you there in the beginning. We uh, You've been on before, and uh, OnX is... Rory, uh, sorry, this is cheese as it, at its finest. But we're having fun. That's the whole point of this. Have he's fun. swimming in cheese right now. No, he's not. Yeah. You're swimming in cheese every minute of your existence. <laughs> we want to say thank you for supporting the Truck Show Podcast and uh, Absolutely. welcoming you back. Hopefully uh, that was way more exciting than uh, the other times you've been on. That was a good laugh. Good to be here, gentlemen, for sure. Awesome. Man, so there have been so many amazing updates to uh, Onyx Off-Road. I don't even... Where should we start? Well, listen, when the first time Rory came on, Onyx was like a little 
toddler app walking around in its diapers. And he's like, this is going to be great for the off-roading community. And it's like, sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. Now, wait, hold on a second. Sure what, it is. Was he the, the little toddler that dutied in his thing no. and then just swung it no, back I, and forth no, like this? He, like, what's like, wrong like, with you? did the duty dance? What's no? wrong with you? Uh, no? <laughs> no, we're not insulting our guests within the first three minutes of him coming My on. My kid used to do the duty dance. No. It was the funniest thing ever. All right. So when you first came on, <laughs> it was, it was a, uh, a really, really green, fresh new app that had a lot of promise and here we are years later and it's literally my go-to on all of my trips for mapping for overlanding for day trips um the amount of functionality that you guys have brought into it i've obviously had the the chance to spend a lot of time with the onyx off-road teams whether it was my time at motor trend and overland adventure or whether it was working on some of your give back programs like how, the recent how about Maha- the Nissan Adventure? The Nissan Adventure, I, I mapped the whole thing on Onyx, or some of the give back programs like the Mojave Road Movie and some of the other things they've been doing. Onyx is absolutely killing it. Oh gosh, you know, you know, you're, you're right. It was I felt like a, a toddler in those days, and the guy that was, you know. Asking a lot of questions. Hey, where do you go? What do you want to use? How can we help? Uh, man, there's been so many, so many great conversations and things along the way that have that have led us to to creating the app that we have today, which you know I would say is, is still in the beginning, but loving how much we're um, loving the progress and, and kind of where we're going. Um, so, gosh, I mean, I don't know. You mentioned Route Builder there uh, to kick us off. That's one of the, the latest and greatest, I guess, that we we released here in the last. Uh, last little bit, but man, I'm, I'm really stoked about this one. You know, we've been working away for, for quite a while in the beginning, you know, walking around asking those questions in our toddler phase, but (laughs) you know, what, what would, uh, what would make us better? And there's a, you know, there's a custom planning theme that we all kind of have throughout our, um, throughout our needs and and desires is, is getting out there and going farther as off-roaders. And, you know, um, we worked hard, we listened, and we actually stepped away from the other technologies that are out there that are on the shelf and, and ultimately built our own uh, routing network, routing capabilities, and kind of focused in on that. So we can really build an extensible tool that's going to last a long time that we can build on top of. So it's out there now. We're playing with it. It's, it's getting pretty fun. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one. I think it's uh, important. Fact, I think, Rory, yeah. it's important for our listeners to know that this is not just some plug-in that overlays on top of Google Earth or something like that. This is a ground-up build by your team that was all about the routes and not just... It just wasn't just a, a patchwork of uh, services it, that were it's, already it's out there. not a one-trick pony. You you right. not only have your featured routes where you can see where other people have been or, or famous trails, maybe you've heard of it, you didn't know where it is. You can click those blue lines within the Onyx uh, ecosystem and it'll bring up all sorts of things like mileage, how difficult it is, elevation, photos, all the things that, that the community... You guys have a really robust off-road uh, community of users who submit their favorite trails to help grow the information on the database and the trail system. And for me, planning routes, I used to have to piece things together and then go to your team and go, hey, can you guys make me a route for OA? This was like, what, three years ago? And then Mm -hmm. it was like, man, I really wish you had a route builder. How did you not have that before? And all of a sudden it's like, hey, we've got beta. We'll get you on it. So I I had the pleasure of getting on it like six months before it was released, maybe even more. And I was playing with it, giving feedback, loving it. The fact that you can either do point to point or click where it locks into different trails and dirt roads to build your route, and it automatically makes the turns and does calculates the mileage. 
that was invaluable for planning, you know, a major event like OA or even just weekend with friends. You know, the nice thing about it is I can plan a weekend. Everybody has Onyx on their phone. I run it off my iPad mini on my dash. And before we go out there, I remind everybody, download the uh, the maps or in the area we're going to be so you don't have to worry about cell phone service. And then I can share with them the route and it automatically, not only do I do it on my laptop and it populates my devices, I send it to all my friends and it populates their devices as well. And they can follow the route. That to me is is game changing. I agree with you. It's, it's been so handy, you know, not only to you, me and others, but just, you know, the snap that route out within seconds, standing there having a conversation or afar, meeting in a new place, you know, tap that route out, have it land, you know, in everybody's experience. So we're all connected, understanding where we're going together. And if you have a dash unit with CarPlay or Android on it, it's showing up there too. It's cool to see it coming, coming together for sure. One of the one of the cool things I was just uh, I was actually just playing with it because I, I I love the tool I guess but I was just playing with it as we were as we were before we were jumping on here and uh, testing out the app on on my iOS and the mobile experience and just flipping it over into 3D kind of in the mountainous regions with the trails kind of going up through and and actually creating routes in 3D mode and just going man this is cool yeah, <laughs> yeah this is cool. I want to go here I want to go here I want to go here yeah the flyover <laughs> you've got you've got a couple different maps you've got 2D and you've got 3D uh, on the 2D maps, yep. you can use basically the base topo and you can do or you can do satellite or you can do a hybrid that overlays both and then you can click the 3D button and now when you're planning routes and areas or exploring areas that you've never been before you can kind of see what the terrain looks like and kind of understand before you go what that is on like a, a you know kind of flying through and all that to me that is is really crazy especially when I've got friends who've never been to where we're going I send them that I go click 3D and then they can explore before they go and get a sense of what that trip is going to be like so I I love that because before I go to an area that I haven't been if if I'm going to like Nashville Tennessee or I'm going to downtown Los Angeles or whatever I love to actually just go on Street View on on like say. Apple Maps and poke around. This is that for off-road. It's freaking amazing that you really feel like you're there and you're like, oh, there's a water crossing. I I need to like be aware of that. All right, Lightning, right. what did I just put up on the TV here in the uh, pod shed? On X off-road right there on your uh, Apple TV. And what do you see? I see a lot of landmarks. I see camera icons and X's. Uh, I don't know what some of those icons mean, but I see, oh, so I'm looking at Johnson Valley. I'm looking at Barstow, California. I see uh, Marine Corps Air Station, 29 Palms. So All right, I let me, let me do of, this for this, you. This looks like... Um, Check this out. I'm going to zoom in for you. This is your route. Okay, so these are different routes that I have planned. And what's nice about Onyx, and I'm going to pull this up for lighting, I'm basically zooming in on the map, and I've got waypoints that I've populated along the route that I want to take people. And then when I double-click on that, I have the name of the uh, route, and I have the notes of the route. So like this one is uh, the Mojave Road and I've got notes from the Mojave Road Guide built into a waypoint that I put together. So at mile marker 65 of the Mojave Road, there was a, uh, a comment in the book about wagon repairs. And so my notes are from the Colorado River to this point, the Mojave Road is considered a good wagon road, uh, save for the road through the Paiute Mountains. It wasn't the bumpiness that made it a bad road. It was deep sand, which uh, we will find ahead. Behind us was firm soil and moderate grades that were easy to traverse in a wagon. Well, 
I built this waypoint. I built, I, I put all the text in here. And so as I'm traveling, I hit my waypoint. I can just click it on my iPad and whatever I want to narrate to the group behind me, boom, it's right there. I don't have to go through a bunch of notes. This it's all is cool too. It's got the, the coordinates and the lat, the lat launch and the elevations. You can add 30, photos to yeah, it as well. 3,600 feet. Yeah. Yep. If we uh, scroll in even further, you can see the patchwork of ownership. So I've got a premium subscription. And that shows who owns the different parcels. Like right here is the state, state of California. Yep. And then you see all the owner, the names well, of all the, the trusts. That's the Kavanaugh-Shershire Family Trust. Yep, there you go. Yep. And on top of that, check this. I don't know if a lot of people know this. If you're connected to the internet and you're looking at your Onyx, wherever the pointer is tells you weather as well. So you can see where we are in the desert right here. It's 72 right now and 14 mile an hour winds. And if we change that out and zoom in over here, you'll see that the weather changes. Here it's 86 in the North Mojave Desert and 11 mile an hour winds. So you can click on that box and you can actually see what the forecast is for the Holy next few days. Holy crap, I didn't know they had that. Yeah, so exactly where you're going, what? you can in pull the up the what? weather. Sorry, well, I'm giving lightning a tutorial. That's freaking on. awesome. So, well, so we have a TV in the pod shed with an Apple TV attached to it. So I can be, I'm can i beaming Onyx from my laptop to the TV. And I guess uh, he's very excited about I'm, it. it. So when I used it last, I think I talked about it on the show. I went to Tacopa, California and explored some mines. When I was out there, of course, there was no cell reception. So I downloaded the maps. I took Holman's advice. I downloaded the maps. Didn't need any reception. By the way, would that and be Tacopa right there? I'm looking at it right there. Oh, so zoom in. I want to show you what I did when I was I was bored, chilling, fired up the truck, and on my CarPlay I was zooming in and I was seeing the there it is the John uh, Zellhofer uh, claim yep, right there right here and I was zooming into the property ownership and I started looking up the names and I found that one of the properties near to uh, near the mine that I was at was owned by a family in Orange, California, by where I grew up. See? So then I go. Googled them and I was going to email them and say, hey, if you're ever thinking about selling, I'm from Orange and I'd love to like that. That would but have been like, super just, weird. Can, it would be weird, but I was so connecting. So Rory, what, what's dots. happening here is you are enabling a stalker uh, through your software. <laughs> we might need some safeguards or some guardrails on this yeah. uh, program yeah. going forward. Yeah, well, maybe don't share yeah, that part. a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lots of great stuff. Uh, the garage is cool. You can add different vehicles to the garage so you can uh, track kind of what you've done. I've I've got the uh, the old adventure jeep in here. It, it's got a lot of you know your photos in there. You can put the trail types like oh full width roads, high clearance four x four. So it won't take you on down uh, UTV trails if you're logged into that particular you know profile. Um, you've got all your own content again offline maps, discovery. So anything nearby where the cursor is, uh, it'll show up, and you can either click on the trail within the mapping the map itself, or there's a sidebar that opens up on the left that has photos and a bunch of info. Like, we'll do this one. Uh, Dumont and Dunes, that's a famous uh, playground. This one has uh, a bunch of... It the, shows the difficulty level yeah, in certain areas. Nearby yep. trails, you yep. like Spiri Wash, how hard it is, all that kind of stuff. And if you look at that blue line right there, Lightning, yep. that was a previous track I recorded in Dumont Dunes on the Ford F-150 Raptor Drive. No kidding. So whenever I go on the media drives, I always like to record in my Onyx where we are in case I want to go back and explore those areas again later. Was that a random course or is that where Ford took you? No, that's a that's where Ford took us. That okay. was a Ford course that was set up for that media drive that had a lot of cool jumps and washes and stuff like that in it. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to record this. So if I ever want to come back and play with something else on this route, I can do it. And Onyx allows me to do that. I just forgot that Rory was on the phone and just you and I talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't forget. Yeah. Hey, Rory, I want to ask you. So on um, onyxmaps.com, 
you've got a blog, many really, really interesting stories about off-roading and, and tips and tricks and such. And you've got a story called, And Everything You Need to Know About Taking EVs Off-Road. Where is Onyx at the intersection of off-road and EVs? You know, EVs are, EVs are, are coming. They're our future. They're, they're the reality. As we look at kind of the future, we've started to map in a lot of the EV charging stations and some of that. Some of them are in more more remote areas where we'd expect uh, expect uh, us to be as off roaders. But you know, EV and, and electric vehicles, and it is it is is where things are going, and we are excited about it. You know, as a as a tech company, um, it's it it is uh, it is it is our nature to be interested in some of the new tech. That's for sure. So. Um, there, there's, there's goods, there's, there's differences and, and all the things in between when we talk EV, but here we go. It's pretty cool. There's some, there's some pretty neat quickness and horsepower, uh, that shows up in EV. That's for sure. Yeah. I was mainly just concerned if you guys are going to start putting in the charging stations into the maps, things like that, that would be a natural, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I think if, sure. if you sure. are, listen, we all know, however you feel about it, we know EVs are coming and that's going to be a, yep. another option. There's going to be gas, diesel, EVs, fuel cell, probably at some point whatever um, but having the ability to help uh, new early adopters of EV technology know where the charging stations are to be able to plan a trip seems like it's a natural fit for you know at least the capabilities of what onyx kind of offers now uh, but could offer even more in the future I guess specifically for EVs where now you can find gas stations and things like that pretty easily harder to find EV charging stations or plan a trip around an EV charging station. I guess most EVs are pretty capable too so he wouldn't have to like designate certain trails as No, you don't need an EV trail but you do need to know where you can plug in to uh, to recharge. Gotcha. And the thing I always wonder about EVs um, is a lot of the manufacturers are selling how they can power your campsite. Charging is going to become even more important for people if they want to use their EV battery to charge all the things on their website or on their uh, campsite. They're going to have to have access to a website that tells them how far away or if this route is even, you know, even possible. And obviously off-road, you're going to get a shorter range than you would cruising at highway speeds or whatever. So all that stuff, if, if you know, Onyx has the capability of helping you plan your route for that is pretty amazing. I feel like we're going to learn someday that Onyx has invested in remote charging stations like in the middle of nowhere i don't wouldn't that be cool and they've got well they've got everything they need right they need they've got the community they've got the maps so you have to be an onyx subscriber to find it oh and it's just like an easter pops up in the middle of nowhere exactly Uh, i see you move a rock and there's a cable you pull out of the ground and charge up Uh, i have another question for you roy how difficult was it for you guys to make cross-platform connectivity or or synchronization because I was at a company at a startup several years ago an app company in Venice, California and we had to make an app that worked across all platforms and it was a colossal pain in the ass and you guys have done it seamlessly I'm just curious if you were hanging out with the, the software and the firmware guys behind the scenes and watching them pull out their hair or did it go pretty smoothly can you tell us like is that a big endeavor you know it's been something that we've been focused on and doing i think since since the foundation in the very early days of you know 2014 15 when we started doing the, the apps themselves the web web experience and the synchronization was just part of the initial plan and thought um, and so uh, I, I don't think there was a day when we just said hey this is going to be hard and we're going to we're going to overcome this it was just 
this is what we need to do to, to build the things that we care about to help be, people be better at what they do. So, um, you know, I, I guess I would say it's probably just a, a, a testament and, and maybe I'm describing it as a business guy a little more easily <laughs> than, the, than the wonderful, you know, deeper coding tech folks um, on the team. But I think they're doing a fantastic job of, of making it seem easy because I'm not hearing any complaints. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it literally is seamless. When I used it, I created the uh, my route on my PC, on my desktop, where I do all my audio editing. And then I synced, synced it across to my phone. And then when I get out onto the road, just plugged it into CarPlay, and it was all right there. I didn't have to do anything. It was just automated. It was seamless. I mean, there's times, to Roy's point earlier, like if you're standing around at a campsite, you're like, hey, let's go here today. Everybody's standing around, and you you know, share that. It literally shows up on everybody's phone right there while you're standing there. I mean, you can make a change and have your group of buddies send it out. Boom, done. To me, that's that's awesome. It's I, slick. I, I'd love to see... There, there's some new technologies coming out that I think would be really awesome for Onyx to incorporate. I don't know if they are or not. This is not me saying in, anything insider, but how cool would it be to see fellow Onyx users or your buddies and have like a buddy group on the map? That way you can find your group if you're coming in late on a Friday night to meet them at camp for a weekend trip Which or something. Which I do almost always. Well, that's, that should be called the lightning switch right. or something. Do the Name it after you. <laughs> I came in with an RV hot one time looking for everyone. I could not find them. They had to send out a scout. And like, it was just, there's no cell reception. So the last thing you remember is he told us to look for the railroad tracks and then you find two railroad tracks and they're going in different directions. And you're like, oh, come on now. This would have solved that. That would have solved it. So are there are there more features like that that you guys are working on? Is there anything you can talk about that's, that's uh, coming our way that I think a uh, user would be uh, interested in? Yeah. Uh. Boy, that, that one is talked about. <laughs> it's one I, I, I'm personally very excited about <laughs> as, a, as awesome. a proud leader of my own children and several things out there that, that I always want to make sure I, I keep track of as well. But um, I, I can't give a, I can't give a specific commit on that, but we absolutely talk about it quite frequently, care about it a lot, and hear this a lot. So thank you for one more fantastic bid towards, <laughs> towards a really important <laughs> safety feature and connectivity feature that that I think we'd all be stoked to have. So thank you. Absolutely. I think that, you know, you've, I've heard from some of the OEs where, oh, if you buy this new vehicle, we'll have a buddy feature in an upcoming update and you never see it. Or you have people of, you know, there's Broncos and Jeeps and Toyotas all wheeling together. I think the nice yeah. thing is that Onyx is agnostic, right? And so I think there's a lot of things you can do with Onyx to bring the community together, no matter what the platforms is that you're driving, because everybody has Onyx on their phone or their iPad. And I think, uh, exploring what you can do to bring people together and is part of, in my opinion, the Onyx magic before it was, Hey, go to Amazon and buy this guidebook and go to page whatever. And then we're going to do this one trail on here. It's so much easier to engage with people and to go find stuff and go on cool experiences. And, um, I, like I said, I, when you first came on the show, it probably had to be, I don't know, probably three or four years ago. And, it was like, oh, that's cool. I'll try it. And they're, they're a Gaia and there are some other things. But the problem is none of them were based on four-wheel drive adventuring, right? It was it was a hiking app that people used for off-roading. And there's not really a great one-to-one -one there. And when you guys started putting something together specifically for wheel-based adventure, whether you're in a UTV, a motorcycle, a, a Jeep, a pickup, whatever, now all of a sudden the features that these guys needed 
were were there. They weren't trying to shoehorn something that wasn't. Now, since then, I think there's companies that have tried to adapt and pivot to match what you guys are doing. Uh, but I think Onyx is just doing such a, a incredible job. For me, I have no reason to go use any other apps. I've been so happy with where it's at, especially today. It's pretty obvious, though, that it's put together by enthusiasts. I mean, you've got a lot of Silicon Valley types that could do the tech behind it. But when you're not living the life and you don't understand whether it's the terminology, things like that, it just reeks of fakery. And this is it's legit and feels at home in the hands of an off-roader. Have a question, Rory, about your master classes. The master classes on onyxmaps.com, is it entry level or is it like like the master classes that we see on TV that are advertised where it's if you're hardcore into something, this is, takes you to the next level. I'm looking for like a beginner <clears throat> class because a lot of our listeners are new to off-roading, like real off-roading. No, we're, we're running a, a couple of different series. And actually, the, the core series is our masterclass, really. It's the 101. It's the, it's the entry of mapping and Onyx and, and really kind of getting the basis and the details and kind of the, the base questions answered. So we can all get out there, enjoy a greater day, and, and go farther than, than maybe we had thought we could previously. So those 101 classes are based kind of in that, in that kind of entry level where what base questions and then we kind of go from there so we run a few other master classes from time to time actually focused in in different areas as well kind of even outside the app where we might talk about you know axles or winching or, or different things but those 101 classes the master classes those really focus in i love riding along on them the questions that get asked the, the wonderments those are the things that um, really help us really refine continue to make a simple usable experience day in and day out so I attend them as well and listen along in the background so I can make sure we stay centered on on what the most important things are to be building. And so these are not canned YouTube videos recorded two years ago. These are live with someone in your office who's an expert in the field. And I see here you've got a schedule, June 13, June 14, July 13, August 3, August 15. And Rory, different. just let us know when you need a master class on podcasting. We'll different. be happy to hop right in on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll put you in touch with someone who actually knows what they're doing. So like I see on, on, on June 13, you got one of your partners is Method Wheels, for example. Absolutely. I assume you're going to talk some off-road wheel talk and, not, and whatnot, but that's really neat that you've got live people tune in and learn together on a particular day. It does feel like a college class, which is kind of neat. You know, we strive to try to, you know, listen to what, uh, what the questions are kind of going in, center those, center those uh, master classes on, on some of those key questions and then expand from there. And, and ultimately we're, we're taking questions in the sidebar during the, during the actual session, answering them and then working them into the conversation as well. So yeah, they're, they're, they're a fun time for sure. Yeah, it's cool. And I see you, you've listed a few of the uh, previous classes, uh, the app basics, your one-on-one uh, class, uh, route builder, mastering the app, featured trails, in-app and web map. Uh, and then you've got some partner classes on, uh, about like a suspension. I see Fox, JKS, and BDS were partners on that one. Yukon Gear and Axle talking about more. Well, that's, uh, a, that's a perfect so like, segue to you guys have a subscription service and you used to have one tier. And now you've got multiple tiers and your top tier being the elite tier. And when elite first came out, it basically added the land ownership, right? 99 bucks a year. And you can see, you know, all the property and, and all that stuff. But now, if you go to uh, the onxmaps.com or onxoffroad.com and you open up the, the app or the map, on the left rail, you'll see Elite Benefits. And now you've partnered with a number of companies 
uh, rugged radios, for example, um, where you can get 20% off. And you can click, uh, for example, uh, Warren, and uh, you get a 20% discount. You've got rugged radios, Method Race Wheels, Barnes Four-Wheel Drive, Yukon Gear and Axle, Warren, Roof Nest, Rigid, Fox, BDS, JKS, a ton of different deals that add even more value. I bet if you bought a subscription right now of Elite for 100 bucks for the year and went and bought two or three products out of that list, you would more than pay for Onyx in, in just getting products you probably would have bought anyway. Let me put in perspective, Holman. Yeah. It's, it's less than a tank of gas. Uh, it's way less than my tank of gas. <laughs> it's it's half, <laughs> half of my... Oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah it's half. So that listen, sucks. just don't drive anywhere for a week and get Onyx. That's what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Take the bus, and then uh, after one week, it's paid for no, itself. No, walk. You oh, might yeah, as well walk. get healthy. Oh, yeah. You could use Onyx for hiking if you wanted to. It would take me a week to get to work. <laughs> it probably, yeah, it probably <laughs> would. I like, to, I like to look at that You know that, that tank of gas comparison. You, you open Onyx, and you find a new place to go off-roading close enough to home that you probably saved the, saved the money and fuel and had a great day in a new spot just in that same dollar amount. So yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I think we talked about Rory when you first started, I brought up to make sure you know, we, one of the running jokes on the show is that we're California pompous. Like everything we talk about is Southern California, the deserts, mountains, etc. But I, I try to bring up as much as I can. We have a lot of listeners all over the country, all over the world for that matter, but specifically the U S what kind of footprint does Onyx have for some of the wooded countries, some of the off-road parks, for example, which are huge in the southeast, in the Midwest, et cetera? So, like, what kind yeah. of uh, what kind of footprint do you have in coverage? Uh, that's a great question. So we, you know, we started kind of you know being a, at a Western company, we started mapping the public lands and in, in the in the areas of the West. As we've kind of grown and evolved and really focused in on you know continuous growth across the the Midwest, the Southeast, et cetera. We've spent a lot of time mapping a lot of the a lot of the private parks. We just did the Hatfield McCoy Trail system and a number of others as we as we continue to focus in there. As we just we you know just over this last three years that we've been growing up the app, we start you know obviously there was a beginning, but now there's I was just talking to my guy this week. There's six thousand um, kind of featured trails across the across the United States now and. Just in wow. in focus, we've grown thirty five percent. You know more have in have grown in that in that in the non west. I like to say so. Um, it's it's awesome to uh, to concentrate and help and expand across the entire new United States. For now, obviously, we can look down into the Baja of of, of Mexico as well. Um, and then, yeah, up to the north, uh, we're we're starting to see some trails up here as well. So, so I've got Baja, working hard to expand. I've got Baja up on the screen here. And you can basically see what amounts to a trail system all over the peninsula. Uh, you know, a lot of that was probably you know used for the 1,000 or the uh, the 500. And then if we go uh, if we go west, we're looking at you know Texas. We go through like Mississippi. Who knew there was so many uh, trail systems not too far from there? Or Look Little Rock, that. Arkansas, and North Louisiana. The, I'm going to botch the name. Ouachita Mountains, Ouachita Mountains. Look at look at all those trails right there. Or the Yaz, well, east of the Yazoo Basin, and then you, uh, you head up over to you know some places it like you know uh, Johnson City. Look at all these trail systems. I mean, it's Holy just there's moly. there's stuff for everybody. And lightning. Look at this one. What do you see in the middle of the United States? I see a trail from outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, all the way to uh, it goes through Colorado into Utah. 
So that it's was not Route 66. What is that? That's the Trans America Trail that oh. we took the Rivian cross country on. Okay. That was my leg of the Trans America Trail from uh, Oklahoma to Moab, and I I uh, tracked all of it on Onyx when we were doing it. Oh, that is super cool. Awesome. And if you zoom in, you can see uh, the sections of it right here. As I'm zooming in, you can see where we overlaid That's on really top neat. of the future so when, trail. So when you die, you're going to leave all your, your trails, your routes to your family. They're like, let's retrace all the places that dad went nope, it, before he died in that blimp accident. It's going to have the same uh, really hard to uh, figure out password as everything else. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got, that, <laughs> I've got that one friend where he's got an envelope and a password, and his only goal in life is to immediately delete everything from my digital life upon my death. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why would you make... Your Onyx maps hard to just get all into. Uh, nope, I just want it all to just be on one button, and then I just I vanish. Just everything implodes. Everything. Why? Don't even worry about delete? it. Delete, master, delete. Yeah, just just better that way. Really? Yeah. Well, and I there's people who have claimed that they have seen um, phallic drawings with their Onyx uh, routing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. I want to make sure none of those get out into the public. That's just not you. That's not true at all. You would be the first one to share those. That's true. It's like, oh, look at, oh, I got a new map. Oh, Holman's <laughs> yeah. making a new map. Where are we oh, going? Where are we oh, going this weekend? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Don't show that to, to Margaret. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Oh, geez. That's not a good one. Who's Margaret? I don't know. It's a random woman. <laughs> <Okay>. Funny. <laughs> Can you uh, talk about some of the initiatives that you guys are doing with giving back? And, uh, you know, for example, I brought up the uh, the, the Mojave Road uh, movie that you guys yeah. did. I mean, you guys are spending big money on basically nonprofits, conservation, uh, awareness, pushing out these really creative pieces about little corners of the off-roading world that people may not know about that need uh, some help or exposure. And, and yep. you're doing it in the most beautiful. The cinematography is unbelievable in these things. You guys are really trying to touch every corner of, uh, of the off-road industry. And Rory, before you answer, yeah. why aren't you just spending all that money on Lambos and gladiators with uh, gold rims. Why give it back to people? <laughs> no, you know, you know, since the beginning of Onyx with our, with our founder, Eric, and, and, you know, continued throughout has really been a, a, a continued focus on stewardship and, and opening access and really that commitment for generations for access of our lands uh, for, for, you know, for years and years to come. So, yeah, we, um, you know, this year alone, we've got goals set at over 150,000 acres of, of land for the public to be opened up. Um, and then another 150 miles of trails that we preserve, restore, build uh, to create additional access. So those are a couple of the goals that we have just as on on, on our focus for the year. And then, um, oh, hold know, on a they're, they're clapping. They love you. Hold on a second. <laughs> Listen to that crowd. Look at that guy in the back. Ted, sit down. Ted. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Thanks, Ted, and the rest there. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we also try, you know, do our best to, to really apply some funding to that too. So we've got our own Onyx created grant program that's available to clubs, trust agencies, parks associations, et cetera, where you can apply for uh, funding to help your project out to open up access uh, for others and, and the public to enjoy. So those grants come in the form of, you know, 5000 to $20,000. We ran a ran a, um, a run already this year, funded a whole bunch of projects. That was in the, in the pre-May pre run. We have another opening now open till um, June 7th, I believe it is, where you can apply for uh, those, those dollars that we have available 
to get out there and and help out. So um, I hope I hope folks can uh, can can do just that. <laughs> it's what they're for. Um, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars available, and we're committed to giving giving back and and keeping things open or creating additional open. Um, opportunities for for everyone. Uh, Rory, what's the most <laughs> common scenario where someone wants to either donate their land, or does a group come to Onyx and say, "There's a piece of land at this latitude and longitude, and it's owned by this family, and we want to make it public." For Onyx knows who owns it. I know they, that, they've got a premium I'm, or an elite subscription, so they just go on their map and they go, "Oh yeah, they're going to buy from that guy." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 a combination of things. Sometimes it's folks reaching out and, and finding it and for, uh, for us, bringing it to attention and we can, you know, contact, make contact, look for the, the, the agreeable price. Sometimes it's an acquisition of land. Sometimes it's just a, it's an easement that helps us, you know, break through a piece of land that's been tr- traditionally locking up other access and to get through that. So uh, there's a number of things. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, projects and, you know, just worn out. I was on one this, this past year that was, you know, um, bridges that had been condemned on an amazing off-road trail, creating a, a closure for the trail. You know, we grouped up, got some funding organized, four or five clubs together, uh, as well as the, the Forest Service and the, and the trail crew there doing an amazing job of, of pulling it together, building, rebuilding the bridges and reopening those trails super efficiently, just with some additional funding, some passion, and the way we go. So um, it's a myriad of things. Um, I wouldn't say I have a pinpoint on the, on the most common, um, but we accept we accept it all. It's, it's it's fun to see the different ways that people approach and and really make it happen to help us all get a, additional access or retain what we should have. Onyx bridging the gaps. Okay, marketing guy. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at the uh, the by the numbers, uh, which is the most up to date info on here. Um, you guys now have, and I want to say when you started, maybe it was like 100,000 miles of off-road trails or something, like when we first started talking to you, something like that, maybe 150. You're at 650,000 miles of off-road trails now for side-by-sides, 4x4s, dirt bikes, ATVs, and snowmobiles. You actually have a lot of snowmobile information on there. Oh, do you click the snow mode button? You can click the yep. snow mode button. Uh, 500,000 recreation points, 852 million acres of public land uh, that you can easily identify, whether you're in National Forest, BLM, National Park. Because as we all know, those of us who adventure, each one of those agencies has different rules for what you can do. For example, you can't fly a drone in a national park, right? And so if you want to do some cool photography of yourself driving through, you should know if you're in a national park or not. There's different fire restrictions or firearms or where you can go, all that kind of stuff. And uh, now you've got uh, uh, 76 waypoint icons, and I've used every single one of them, and I think you need to have 100. So I submitted um, (laughs) my my list to uh, to our friends in uh, engineering, and uh, I'm I'm hopeful some of those uh, get get added as well because I've got all sorts of weird stuff I like to mark on my Onyx map. Uh, I love that. Keep the keep the feedback and the ideas rolling for sure. (laughs) I'd like to read a five star review here. I thought it was kind of cool. Left by a guy named John, June 17th, 2021. This app literally saved my life last night. I was so far from camp when the rain came out of nowhere. I was able to use the offline map I created of the area before I lost cell service to navigate me and my family back to camp right before hypothermia kicked in. Best subscription ever. How cool is that? I mean, that's pretty solid. 
When are you going to write uh, your <laughs> review of Onyx saving you two or three times? It, well, luckily, I haven't got that far off. <laughs> but at some point, I'm I'm a I'm a dodo bird, and it I'm sure it's going to save me. That review is all the way back from uh, 2021. There's been so many features in the last two years that it's. You look at the reviews now. There's a million reviews. I just yeah. thought that one was cool because the guy literally is like, I, "Oh, I, I agree." The word hypothermia stuck out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, but did you guys think when you started this mapping software that you were going to save lives? I, I don't believe that was the the, the first focus. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure glad it's happening out there. <laughs> I know. I know our users are putting a lot of trust in our in our platform, and, and thanking you much for that. <laughs> That's crazy. You guys, you guys have. Uh, a 4.4 rating and 4,300 reviews yes. on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I sure appreciate that. We, we do our best to, to, to listen. We don't create the app for ourselves. We create the app for our users. Uh, well, Rory, seriously, congratulations on uh, the continued success with uh, Onyx. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So useful, so easy to use. And I think that's a big part of it. Sometimes people are scared of a new piece of tech and they're like, eh, I don't know, I'll just... I'll get on my old Thomas guide. You know, do those things even exist anymore? No, I, I no. don't think so. Yeah, paper maps. Talk about California pompousness. I think you Thomas just, guide. Yeah. Wait, they weren't all over the. I don't country? think so. Are you sure? I think they were based here. Did you guys have? Did you have them up in Montana? Thomas guides? No. <laughs> Rory? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't see. believe so. Lightning, lightning's uh, <laughs> making us sound like we live in just a little bubble. What, at the no, beach here. I, I literally <laughs> thought that Tom, the, my, my father was all about paper maps. And he thought that I just figured Thomas Guy was national. Nobody got that reference. <laughs> no, no, really? Yeah. Wow. Sorry. What did you? Okay. What did they use back in the eighties up there? Big paper maps. Just fold them out like road maps. Out like everybody maps? had those. Yeah. Remember, you used to roll, fold them out across your dashboard. Now you can do it on your six-inch iPhone screen. You know what else I love? Here, one more thing about Onyx is when you pick out a waypoint, you can say navigate to it, and you can you it'll mark it on like Apple Maps and take you there. That's so freaking awesome that's, that's to be genius. able to find a trailhead. That's freaking genius. So I, I know I know Onyx uh, supports the Truck Show podcast, and uh, you know I don't I don't want people to think we're just uh, shills because you guys support us. We work together because I truly believe in what you guys are doing, and I'm a customer. I love Onyx. It it literally makes my adventuring so much easier. So if you guys are looking for an app that can do that for you, definitely go to uh, to OnyxMaps.com. It's the app that will someday save Lightning's life. <laughs> oh, maybe we shouldn't uh, recommend it then. Uh, oh, really? No, I want to live. I have a family. Rory, you're the best. Thank you for carving awesome. out some time uh, for us. We we do honestly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for your use and for everybody out there that's that's using it now or or will really appreciate the support and keep the feedback coming. That's yeah. why we why we build it. So thank yeah. you all. Awesome. What's the easiest way for uh, for a user to get in touch with you guys if they have a a question or a feature idea or they want to interact with the team? Yeah, absolutely. Pop out on the site. We have a number of ways from from chat to email, and we actually have live phones. We have 30-some customer care agents that love to talk to our customers. Please call us and say hi and give us a suggestion or help us out and find something that we didn't know about that we'd love to map for you. Awesome. Cool. All right, brother. Awesome. Good, to, uh, good to chat with you again, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. All right, you too. Thanks, Rory. See you. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up, because Holman's got an entire wheelbarrow full of truck news. The truck bed lightning. Truck bed full of truck news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. 
lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That's horrible. <laughs> that was... So many good leaks. Or... <laughs> it was so, so distorted. many good leaks in a row. It was horrible. <laughs> oh my god! I'm oh, so horrible. distorted. Why would you do that? I don't know. It was Why awesome. Why would you be like that? I had us potted halfway down, and you still distorted. Well, we both did. Uh, I mean, oh my! Don't blame that on me. Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not just yes. my fault, there, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, check this out. I am leaving uh, the day after tomorrow to uh, the go. show forever. Yeah. I got to find a new host, co-host. No, you got to find a new show. No. Oh, you're kicking me off? <laughs> um, all right. I am leaving. I'm going to Austin, Texas, because Toyota, they have this little uh, luxury uh, company. They uh, Lexus? have a pretty awesome new uh, release. Lexus is coming with something cool. I hmm. think so. Okay. So the embargo is for a few days, but yeah. since we record this before the embargo, even though this is before I'm actually going to see it, I got the assets from Lexus today. I'm going to share it with you. This is no longer under embargo. Uh, currently, it is, but okay. since this is after, it's not. Interesting. Does that makes sense. Uh, no, but go with it. All right. Uh, put your gaze on our TV here. Well, first off, have studio. I have I have I heard? I'm not there yet. Lightning. Okay, I'm, I'm asking you to look, gazing at the here. screen. <gasps> Can I say what the words are on the screen? No. Oh. Hey, Lightning, have you heard? No. No. Of course you haven't, because it's under embargo. Uh, it's under what? Embargo. What you are looking at, my friend, is the brand new <gasps> Lexus what? GX 550 Overtrail Edition. The Lexus GX 550 Overtrail is bitching. All right, Look so it's that. super that is... boxy, square, wow. upright. It's on the same chassis as the uh, LX600. It's big Lexus stalemate, which is the full-size Land Cruiser. As you guys know, GX has been incredibly embraced by the overlanding community and adventure community because it's basically a V8 4Runner with a third row. So Lexus listened to their customers, and they realized that people are actually buying these things and taking them places. So this is going to be shared on the new platform that also has Tacoma and Tundra and 4Runner. It's, again, three rows, but throw you a, a, a couple curve balls. Yeah, so I'm looking now at the rear, uh, the driver's side rear three-quarter view, and that is boxier than I expected. It's angular. It feels very much like, um, dare I say, the Hummer in that I, it's I see lines. Some, uh, I see some FJ Cruiser in it. Oh, I, do I also see, see a little Cruiser. Dodge Nitro in it, which sounds weird until you see it, but there's some definitely some funky... Uh, Lexus styling, but it works. It's it's very upright. This is going to be the first ever overtrail grade that comes with standard 33-inch all-terrain tires. Guess what? Toyo Open Countries. And wow. So 33s and 18s, okay? Uh, a 3.4-liter twin-turbo V6 that puts out 349 horsepower and 479 pound-feet of torque. Okay. And then they say a hybrid's going to come later. Comes with uh, the standard with Lexus's safety system 3.0, a 14-inch multimedia touchscreen, and the towing capacity is 8,000 pounds. Holy, which is macro, really good. And you're going to be able to have a bunch of different trims. So basically, you're looking at the premium, the premium plus, the overtrail, overtrail plus, the luxury, and the luxury plus. 
And out of those, I'm most interested in the Overtrail, which not only is boxy, awesome, has 33s and 18s, but it has a rear locker from the factory, which I I love. Not a lot of information. Again, we haven't seen it yet, but it's going to be full-time four-wheel drive. A 10-speed automatic transmission backing up the uh, the 3.4-liter V6. So this is the GAF uh, platform and suspension. So basically, uh, again, similar to the LX600, it's a body on frame. So it's got a strong lightweight ladder frame. So it's not a unibody. So it's going to have, uh, let's hope, a uh, bunch of underbody protection on the overtrail, which I believe it does. I'll find out more when I uh, head out to uh, to Texas to check it out. But it's going to be a, a new double wishbone front suspension with the multi-link rear. So it should be pretty darn good off-road. And then it has an available adaptive variable suspension, uh, which is uh, constantly adjusting the damping forces based on uh, road conditions. Uh, it also adopts electronic uh, power steering. But I think you would be interested... Whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go, go back. Go back to that page. Holy dang. Listen, look at this part right here. Wait. The 2024 GX comes standard with a 10-speaker premium sound system with available 21-speaker Mark Levinson surround sound. 21 speakers slams my TRX. Thought I was all bitching with 19. Here they are with 21. 21, and those Mm. Mark Levinson systems in the uh, Lexus are really, really, really nice. So uh, basically the uh, the V6 replaces the the V8, which was only uh, 301 uh, horsepower, so it should be uh, a quite a bit more drivable, especially with the turbos. You know, uh, everybody's moving to that. All right, uh, and then just uh, reiterate the the Overtrail grade, which is a new grade for uh, for the Lexus GX. I'm sure it'll come on other stuff. Is made for the adventure who wants uh, comfort and luxury, but still wants the capability. Uh, so there's a bunch of different features, so you can get different special color combos that are two tone with the black roof, which is fairly common, uh, starting to be a thing now. But uh, black scent, uh, accented over fenders, uh, aluminum skid plate. You get uh, the 33-inch tires I mentioned before. You also get an exclusive seat design, multi-terrain select, crawl control, downhill assist control, 3D multi-terrain monitor systems to uh, have optimal traction on the trails. You also can get the electronic KDSS uh Suspension, which is the kinetic dynamic suspension system, an electronic version of that. So GX has uh, had a version of KDSS for a while uh, for improved articulation. And again, you get that uh, locking rear differential. So I'll I'll show you a few more pictures here, Lightning. Uh, You've only seen the rear, so you can see the two-tone paint job with the black roof. Now, I am a little surprised. Wait, go back to the rear just for a second. I am a little surprised that it's not a high-tuck exhaust. I feel like that could... Gets smushed. Yeah, you got to know who it's your not a, it's is. It's not a pretty tip or anything, it, but it isn't high tuck like you'd expect. But that is, I just can't get past the angular nature of this thing. This is so. There's the open country for Lexus. Uh, Lexus is normally like roundy everywhere. You know no, what I mean? They've, they've like, had the spindle grill and angles for a while. This just makes it more blocky. Blocky. Okay, that's the right term. Blocky. Right, so there's the interior. And you'll appreciate the giant uh, screen. The oh, only thing I don't like that? about the front is it looks like it's going to make it harder for like a winch bumper. So oh, yeah. th- that'll be interesting. So that that go back to the front. That looks very much like a, a the the IS like the 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 sports cars, but it's straight up and down. I don't know if I'm a fan of the front. I want to see it in different colors. They have it in this like uh, kind of goldish champagne color, 
and I'd like to see it in some other colors. Because why do I feel like the 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 bad guys in the next Transformers movie are all going to be driving? Because it looks angry. Yeah. But one thing that's interesting is the way they do the belt line. So it's got a drop belt line, kind of like a Super Duty or uh, a Titan, where it's lower, even a, uh, a JL, where it's lower by the mirror. But on this, it goes past the B pillar to uh, middle of the rear door, and then kicks up. So it's kind of an interesting design choice, but it it definitely has its own look. Uh, this is where I see some FJ Cruiser, and especially in how upright the windshield is oh, and the, the different so, color roof. So the windshield does not bow, does not wrap no, around. It the looks vehicle. like it's almost straight up. And it, down. Yeah, it looks very jeepish. And then here's the uh, premium in a different color, which I think looks pretty cool. That windshield is bizarre. And then there's your interior. That windshield is just... A big old screen. That windshield, it's flat. There's no curvature so to here, it. Here's the thing that I love about it is I was looking at the specs, and the Land Cruiser 80 series is sort of like the gold standard, in my opinion, of Land Cruisers. It was the right size. It's um, you know very close to a, a JL today, but has a, a third row. And it's, it's just that when you drive them, they look a lot bigger than they are, especially by today's standards. Like if you see one parked next to Suburban... But the GX has the exact same 112.2-inch wheelbase. It's almost the same length. It's only 7 inches longer at 197 inches. And it's about 6 or 7 inches wider at the mirrors. And it's only 2 inches different in height from an old Land Cruiser 80 series. So dare I say, the new GX is the modern-day replacement for the legendary Land Cruiser 80 series. How dare you? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Some spy photos have shown uh, the 2024 Ford Bronco Raptor, uh, and it has a few upgrades, including some bright red tow hooks, some graphics that leak from the body into the rear window, and bright red uh, beadlock rings on the wheels. And then the fenders are painted. I'll have to tell you, the fenders being painted definitely helps a little bit. It does, but those fenders look... Are they wider? Or those are the, the those carryovers. Are the, those are the same That's Raptor the, fenders same. that they okay. have today. What about the uh, the skid plating under same the, same? Okay, yeah. got it. Yep. Okay, but I, I think the painted fenders definitely make it look a little bit more uh, more upscale. And the graphics cool. I just don't know if I like it on the glass. So the ribs on the hood are the same as well. Everything's the same. Okay, just checking. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. Nope. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No. Here is the uh, photo for you, lighting of the. 2024 Ram Rampage. What? That's right. What? Got it right. And it's not the Rampage. It's the Ram Rampage, as I told you uh, last episode or the one before. What do you mean? You t- Remember, you're like, no, it should just be the Rampage. And I'm like, no, it's Ram's Rampage. And then you're like, that's silly. And here it is, Ram Rampage. Hmm. So available in South America primarily. However, we have definitely seen some uh, spy photos of it. That's um, kind of cool looking, I got to say. It looks like a mini Ram. Yeah, it's a mini Ram. but it, it looks, It's a unibody, but it doesn't yeah. look weak at all. Like this would give Maverick a run for its money. It does. So anyway, here's the uh, side view of it. And uh, it basically, it just it, it looks like a Ram. Sure does, but it reminds me a little too much of an El Camino. Well, it's what the original Rampage was. It was yeah. sort of a small, mid-sized El Camino-ish looking thing. Yeah. And check out the taillights. I, I do like it. Like the oh, flag. the American flag. Yeah. That's, Isn't that cool? How come no one's done that until now? I mean, Mini does it with the British uh, Union Jack. That's bitchin'. Yeah. So it's got the American flag within the, do you see the looks yes. like stars in yes. the reverse lights? Yes. I need to get yeah. that. Someone's got to do that for my truck. It look, definitely looks cool. Dude, uh, Spider or somebody like some aftermarket company has got to rip that. Oh, I want those rear taillights. That's dope. 
So anyway, it's it's a nice truck. The uh, the interior is uh, pretty impressive too, and the interior actually is a lot more upscale looking than the Maverick. It's it definitely has that RAM touch. You get the digital speedometer on it. You get the uh, the RAM knob for the the gear selector, but even a big screen on it. And you can look at the materials in some of these pictures, and they look really upscale for uh, for what this thing is. So my guess is it probably comes to uh, the U.S. Um, I If I had, was a betting man, I would say it probably will. But for right now, folks in uh, South America, Brazil, um, around those parts are going to be the ones that, uh, that basically get to enjoy it. Um, previously, people were calling this the Ram 1200 or the Dakota. I think this actually leaves space for a mid-sized Dakota pickup if Ram thinks about uh, going that direction. So we don't know uh, a whole lot about it. This is just more of a, a, a teaser that Ram dropped. A power will likely come from the Hurricane that's in uh, the Wrangler, which is the 2-liter four-cylinder turbo, which is good for 270 horse, 295 pound-feet, which should romp in a Rampage. As much as I love the Maverick, I like the Ram a little bit better. So we'll, I we'll think that I do too, and uh, I don't know what size tires these are, but they, they give it a nice aggressive stance. It looks like it's got a little bit of a lift. I'd love to see it even higher and a version on the ground just slam bagoed out. It would be uh, That would be neat. So someone's going to have to render that. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. No negative. So now uh, the mid-cycle refreshed Gladiators are starting to show up. If you recall, uh, the 24 Wranglers have already been uh, debuted. I'll be driving it in a few weeks. Mm. Uh, But nobody has talked about the Gladiator, and you can be... Sure to uh, to note that the Gladiators will get the same grill upgrade and interior uh, no. accoutrement as the uh, Wrangler. No, this is... I'm not feeling that grill, dude. I like it. I mean... It doesn't look good in this particular mishmash of, <laughs> of colored parts around it's, it. This I is mean, a black grill. If it was a colored grill, it would look I, better. I, yeah, it's not... It just doesn't look... It's not Jeep. I mean, it's Jeep. No. It's obviously, it's vertical, you know, gills, but... Gills. What do you call them? Slats. Slats. Yeah. This is obviously an Overland uh, version, so it's got yeah. I mean, I like I like the Gladiator. It's cool, but it's the grill is very modern. Bottom line being, listen, if uh, if you're gonna get a uh, Jeep Gladiator, the 2024s get the same uh, interior and upgrades as unofficially as the uh, as the Wrangler, as you might expect because they're built on the same uh, assembly line. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? How about no? Nope. In uh, truck news, uh, Rivian's had a couple uh, high-profile uh, stories hit in the uh, news lately. One is a Rivian R1T EV pickup that, uh, well, it uh, I caught see, fire yeah. at Electrify America charging station. Yeah, that melted the windshield. Like that's yeah. that's that was that's ugly. That's so that's sad. No, no idea what uh, what it's all about um, or why it happened, but. Uh, Apparently, it was uh, charging uh, at Electrify America Charging Station in Mill Valley, California. And uh, both uh, Rivian and Electrify America are investigating the incident. Um, but it looks like the fire was basically just to the uh, the hood of the truck. So, um, anyway, it's, it's you know, there's more of these vehicles getting out there. And, you know, it's still early. And it'll be interesting to see if this is uh, something that happens more often um, or if it's something... That is inherent to those vehicles. So the other thing is, I don't know if you saw in Hell's Gate uh, in Moab a couple weeks ago, but uh, Rivian R1T uh, did what uh, many, many vehicles, including the Bronco, several times before it, and it popped a tie rod on Hell's Gate. And uh, they had to leave it parked in Moab and uh, had 
I guess a guy with a welder from a local shop was able to cobble up some uh, rebar and fix this. <laughs> really? Rebar? So you can see here, uh, there it is. The wheels pointed at each other oh, in the middle look, of Hell's Gate. Look at that booger setup he's got there. He, No joke, that's one, two, three, four, five pieces of rebar all booger welded together yep. to hold that uh, that tie rod. So uh, if you are in the camp of GM vehicles with uh, sub-sized uh, tie rods or the Broncos that have had a ton of those issues lately, uh, you can add Rivian to the mix of a brand that needs a little tougher tie rod if you're going to start attempting some of the big trails out in the world. So uh, Dur- what, what, it's a Duramax shop up in Northern California. God, it's not Duramax Tuner. That's Nick. Uh, Duramax something. They launched the line of kryptonite products for the GM trucks. They cannot keep in their beefed up tie rods. Holy mackerel. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people making beefed up tie rods in the industry for for everything. It's pretty interesting. Oh, Duramax store. There, Duramax store. The guys that uh, make the the kryptonite. uh, um, There's a gazillion companies who make them, but your truck definitely, if you go off-roading, and you put a big tire, you definitely going to need it. When you get under there, you look at them, they're just feeble. They're yeah. just like a piece of spaghetti under there. Like, what? Hey, lighting, did you hear? No! no! I don't think so. Ford just dropped the 2023 F-150 performance kit from the factory that'll take your 5-liter Coyote to 700 horsepower. Yeah, I did see this one, actually. It's yeah, pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah. yes, it's Ford Performance awesome. has dropped what it's calling the uh, FP700 pack, and it's for the 21 to 23 Ford F-150s. The important thing to know there is that is the over-the-air update trucks that are really hard to tune, right, uh, with the new uh, ECU. And I believe they uh, worked with our friends uh, over at Whipple because it uses a 3-liter Whipple supercharger. So 700 horsepower, 590 pound-feet of torque. You can put it in a Coyote-powered regular cab, short box F-150, and make your own new Lightning. This is what I was going to make. Yeah. Do you remember that? You guys listening for a while? How many shows did I talk about making my own Whipple supercharged F-150? Dang. And there it is. You can buy it. I mean, it looks pretty uh, pretty mild. Yeah, it does look mild. They're all sleepers. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. That's Dude, exactly you what that you want to build. you do that in a four-wheel drive. You talk about hooking. Man. So you can also get the uh, the package, not with just the uh, drivetrain upgrades, but two uh, unique appearance packages, Bronze Edition and Black Edition. Um, and then uh, the other stuff uh, that they add is a rear-lowering kit, Ford Performance floor mats, 22 by 9.5-inch wheels, painted tailgate lettering, and a black grill. Ford Performance-approved dealers can add on a bunch of other stuff, such as their uh, sport exhaust. Hey, if you want a tailgate spoiler, they have that too. And uh, listen, uh, this is what people want to see. They want to see a modern-day Lightning, and uh, you, you can do it all by yourself now. But check this out. Best part, FP700 is warrantied three-year 36,000 mile and it's all carb legal what do you think the price of that kit is through your dealer Uh, first before you get to the price that is a miracle that they got that through carb that is that's great news yeah legal in all 50 states uh what's the price uh 14 grand 12350. Oh, that's wow. That's actually a pretty good yeah. bargain for what you're getting. So Yeah. Yeah, that's worth it. And so here's you could buy the Whipple supercharger for a little less and do it yourself and but but you for the warranty, Heck I'd rather yeah. pay more. Heck yeah. yeah. Have the warranty, have it all carb approved, no headaches. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, that's that's a hundred percent the way. Seven hundred horsepower in that little F one fifty is just. Well, you saw Cletus McFarland when he put the Whipple. I think he's got had a Whipple on his right. He was just screaming that thing around, scaring the snot out of people. Hey, lighting, did you hear? What? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, here's an interesting one that uh, caught me by surprise. The uh, guy who was Mr. Hellcat Everything is now taking over Ram from Mike Koval. So you may be familiar with Tim Kaniskis, who was at Jeep for a short while. He's the guy who uh, shoved the 392 J9 uh, Wrangler project through. So he's now going to be uh, overseeing a dual role as the CEO of Dodge as well as the CEO of Ram. And Mike Caval, who we've had on the show, will now become the new head of Mopar North America. I'd love to see if we could get uh, Tim on the show because he's an interesting character. And uh, he literally is the Hellcat everything guy. Please do. I I didn't see this one coming. Please do. I didn't see this one coming. I I was really shocked because I was just talking to some folks uh, earlier in the week, and uh, none of this came up. And I'm I love sure it. The knew. guy is uh, a great spokesman for the brand, young. He's an enthusiast. Like, it's, it's clear that this dude is an enthusiast. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I could tell you some stories, but I'm not going to. Okay, why? About meetings we had. Oh, just because it was meetings we had in confidence, oh, like it. when Secret. he was at Jeep and stuff like that. But uh, I can vouch for him. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I don't think you need to vouch for him because he's, like, He's got credentials of his own. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just saying as a as a enthusiast, ah. as as somebody that is a fascinating person to work with, I'm I'm all on board with that. So, thank you for that news, Mr. Holman. How do you feel about jumping into some five star hotline calls? You know, I love me some five star hotline. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five star hotline six five seven two zero five six one zero five. It's the five star hotline. Five star. Whole shot and lightning. Brian Brett's here. Uh, happy Memorial Day to you. Out here running a couple loads of bulk flour today to some local bakeries. Just listen to the show. Man, you guys are either hard up or sick puppies for putting me on there. <laughs> uh, five stars. Keep trucking. You guys enjoy the holiday. Hope you're having some fun. Later. Great analogy, Sean Holman, on... Uh the intro compared to the walkway to your house. And just like the walkway to your house, and just like the intro to the show, you have to dodge a multitude of vehicles and a multitude of topics before you get there. But a warm hug, a whiskey on ice, or an eight, is waiting for you behind the door. Later. What's he talking about? I like that. He's talking about the analogy where you said we spend too much time, and I asked if your front door was on the sidewalk. I said, no, you got to walk up the walkway. Yeah. Lightning and Holman. If I had a little fancy board and I could, like, put in a sound effect, I'd put in the sound effect from the office where Andy, they're calling Andy's phone over and over again, and he's like, I'm going to lose my beep in mind. Because on this episode, you're sitting here saying that this dude that gives you four stars, if he goes back and gives you five stars, you're going to send him a T-shirt? Are you kidding me? You know what kind of can of worms you just opened? Like, what? You mean all I had to do 
is give you a four-star review, then you're going to oh, send no. me a T-shirt, even though no, when you first originally said you were going to send out T-shirts, and I sent we you my mailing address, you never <laughs> did. You used my embargo as a drop on the show, yet never got a freaking T-shirt. Are you kidding me, Lightning? <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Listen, Colby, just, just email us your address again. We'll get you a shirt, probably. I don't. I do I have his address? Oh wait, I think I feel like I've sent Colby stickers. stickers. Well, he needs a shirt. He has a drop on the show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Colby. Listen, you got my info, right? If you don't, slide into his DMs. Yeah, we'll, slide, slide we'll into my DMs. A shirt and a dash for your or, trouble. Or uh, lightningatrucktrailpodcast.com <laughs> and resend your uh, your your mailing address, and I will send just you. And I'm going to send you a large. If you're bigger than that, lose some freaking weight because all we have. Is largest. We think. I gotta look in the box. Well, if we have a medium, we're gonna have to sew it <laughs> together. Medium. Right? Yeah, medium. I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever. You're gonna get what we get. But thank you. Hey, Lightning. This is Ryan speaking. <clears throat> hey, I'm with you on the uh, people driving cars, no headlights tonight. But you know what else really gets me? Like right now, I'm behind the guy in the pickup with the trailer. And no lights on the trailer. Every day I see that. Every freaking day. And like the people in cars, I see them and I flash my lights on my Peterbilt, flash them off and on. And it doesn't do anything. It takes them forever to figure it out. And uh, RIT to the uh, Winnebago man, man. The guy cracks me up. I have lots of friends said that he sounds just like me or I sound just like him. I guess I say the F word quite a bit. So, anyways, have a good week. Great show. Love you guys. Five stars all the way, brothers. Lightning. This is Ryan speaking. All right, Ryan, what's up, Ryan? I feel like he's going to come find you (laughs) at your house or something. I don't. Do you think he'll show up on your doorstep and go, hey, this is Ryan standing here? It's funny that he was just talking to me. No, he's just just me. I I think he's making fun of you for always saying this is lightning. Oh. I think it was his own inside joke about you to yourself. This is Ryan speaking. Wow, was I thick right at that moment? You're very thick. Yeah. Very dense. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure our man Ryan is teasing you. Yeah, no, good job. You went right on down down the road with him. He pulled up in a white van, he jumped out with a pillowcase, shoved it over your head, threw you in the back of the van, took you for a ride, and you said, are we going to Knott's Berry Farm? You didn't scream for help, you didn't realize what was going on, you thought the kidnapping was for something fun. I wanted to die. (laughs) Seems odd. All right, so Holman, you got some email over there that also make fun of me? Uh, Probably, let's find out. All right. You email? Yeah. Uh, my first request, Holman, is that you uh, turn the lights up just a little bit. Uh, why? You, you got kind of a see. cool amber glow in here, which I do appreciate, but I, I just can't read. It's nighttime, and so it's nice because it allows us to. Uh, well, that's oh god, that's like there you a, go. that's like a bug zapper color. Yeah, Stop well, that! What no, is that? I just turned it on. Whoa! Is that bright and purpley? Yeah. Dang! That is welcome. like what is that? Sixty five hundred Kelvin? They probably something <laughs> like that. Woo! All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, Frontier Spotting from uh, Matthew Birdkiss. Why I don't recognize this name, which means I haven't sent this guy any stickers yet. All right. Hey guys, love the show. This is Matt from South Florida. I caught a couple frontiers out in the wild. Also, also here are some photos of the equipment I operate. I'm a heavy equipment operator for the county I live in. Please don't say the county name, so we won't. 
He's uh, in Florida. That's all I'll say. And he's got some uh, there. Uh, wow. What is this cool tractor thing on four wheels? Hold on, that bottom one. What, what, what would you call that? It's like a backhoe, but it's on wheels. Uh, I'd have to open it up. It, yeah, it kind of looks like it's some articulating uh, hydrostatic drive thing where the uh, the bucket's high and the little tires are low. I've It's cool it's looking. Cool, yeah. yeah, very Somebody's yeah. yelling at us going, it's this, you yeah, dummies. No, I don't know heavy equipment. I'm sorry. I'd love to. Uh, maybe I'll fly out to Florida and uh, experience some heavy equipment. All right. Well, I got this one. Uh, everybody's going to want to hear this email. This is from Greg Madden. If you remember, he's the a-hole who left us a four-star review. Oh. Wow, y'all made my day. I purposely rated my review four stars to see if you'd actually catch it. No. So no said, way. Really? I know y'all have read the reviews of the past, but I wasn't sure you were keeping up with them. Both of y'all have gotten busy with a lot of other things, and that's understandable. At the beginning of the podcast, when Lightning, Jay Tillis, asked, can we read that review? I was thinking, no way. He's not talking about my review, but then when Lightning, Jay Tillis, says... Because that review addresses that long intro. I knew it was mine. As normal, the show was great, and then came the reading of my review. I started laughing, and I think my wife might think I'm losing it since I normally don't laugh like that when I'm in my home office working lightning. Did I really make your blood boil? Did you use the bank's iDash to read the mounted parameters of your boiling blood? <laughs> I think Gail sells an adapter to stick the OBD2 connector up your... It's an mm-hmm. A with some dollar signs. Since y'all committed to sending me stickers and a shirt, I'm going to change my reviews to four and a half stars. No, wait, I'll change it to five. Honestly, if I could make it ten stars, I'd do it. Don't change any part of the show. Shirt size XL. Mailing address is, he lives in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'd be honored to wear a shirt and display some stickers on my toolbox. Warning, if the shirt and stickers turn out to be vaporware, like Nikola, I'll be forced to drop my rating to an all-time low. Holman, don't have Lightning email me the stickers. I think they'll get stuck in the interwebs if you try. (laughs) Greg Madden. See, he made fun of me. It's equal. See? All right, Greg, thank you for the sense of humor. We appreciate it. And I will send you some swag because, quite frankly, we need the five-star reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Subject line is headlights from Adam. I totally agree that people driving with headlights off is stupid. It bugs me almost every night here in Phoenix. I used to have a Toyota Corolla that always had the headlights on. The only way you could have the car running with them off is to pull the e-brake and then turn the car on. Seems like every car should have this feature. Love the show, guys. Five stars, Adam Flew Hardy. Five star review. Five stars. Thank you, Adam. I got this email to uh, Holman at truckshowpodcast.com and uh, forwarded to uh, the truck show one because I wanted to answer this one on the air. This comes from Jeff Stevens, who says, I'm in search of guidance from the guru. Looking at a 23 Super Duty crew cab short bed truck. Need to replace my 07 Dodge crew cab long bed 5.9 Cummins 35s and 410s which has been perfect until now. I drive 15,000 miles a year, farm and work in the Midwest, and I tow 15,000 pounds several times per year. What would be the most reliable? Diesel, 7.3 gas, which gears? 373 or 430? And thank you so much for your time. And 5.5 stars, which makes up for our previous friend, (laughs) Greg. Uh, Hope that helps with a four-star (laughs) D-bag, Jeff Stevens. Congratulations. Uh, You have earned five stars. Thank you. I have... A thought that's probably an unpopular opinion. Mm, if you're right. towing 15,000 pounds yep. or more all the time, I would say get the diesel. diesel. However, if you're only doing it a few times a year and you're putting that much m- mileage on it, which means you're probably you know on highways and things like that where you can get somewhat decent fuel economy, 
I would venture to recommend a 7.3 with 4.30 gears. I don't think that that is an unpopular proposal at all. And here's why. And there's been three or four friends who have bought that truck, including our friend um, Dave Chappelle, who called me and said, I'm getting a new Super Duty. Do I get the gas or the diesel? He got a 7.3 and he loves it. Absolutely loves it. So this is after a few years of feedback from people I've given the same advice to. If you're towing above 15,000 pounds all the time, you've got hilly terrain, all that kind of stuff, go diesel. You're going to work the truck. You're going to burn out the DPF, all that stuff. If you're doing highway, you're not working the truck Burn out the often. DPF in a good way, In a good way. way. Yeah, yeah not ruin Burning the out the sit. Yes. Um, if you are not working the diesel every day, you're going to have issues with it, in my opinion, at some point. With the 7.3, it's what? Almost $10,000 less. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy a secondary fluid like DEF on a regular basis. Your maintenance costs are a lot less because oil changes and things like that are going to be less than the diesel. And that thing is a freaking torque monster. And with the 10-speed transmission and 430 gears, the sucker will have no problem pulling 15,000 pounds. Yeah, yeah. That trans is just, they did a really nice job with it. So you also have a lighter front end, so you get a little bit more suspension compliance, doesn't ride as firm as the diesel. I just think that anyone in that, I usually say 14,000 pounds, but... Since he says several times, I'll go fourteen to fifteen or less. Oh, you get away yeah. with yeah, because someone's gonna say I pull, I yeah, I, I, I tow ten. Yeah, or somebody's gonna say I tow you know eighteen with the gas and it's fine. Well, I'm sure it is. So your line of demarcation is like is fourteen somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I think I think fourteen fifteen. That's just that gas engine's great. You don't have to worry about your turbo and the intercooler and all the other things or the expense or the fixes or dealing with trying to find diesel in a far off land where, you know, you might be traveling or whatever. <laughs> far so, off land. Anyway, uh, that's that's where I'm going. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel exactly the same. I talk to customers frequently that they really want diesel and yet they don't work them hard enough yeah. and so they should have got the three liter diesel yeah in the case of like the gm guys mm-hmm. right and they're like oh i'm i'm loading up my dpf and i my it's regening too often yeah. my, and I, I said are you doing cities city driving you're going the highway what's the mix and they go well yeah like 80 percent city i go you, you bought the well, wrong tool you bought a yeah. tractor diesel inappropriateness yeah you bought a tractor to to, to put flowers in a flower i bed. know someone with a three liter eco diesel who did all city driving and got an alert about the DPF being clogged on the dash. Yeah. And they had to go drive for half an hour down and half an hour up on the freeway at freeway speeds to get it hot enough to regen and have it go through a process. Because they were doing these short trips in the diesel, five, 10 miles, and never got up to operating temp, and it never had a chance to regen out. And it just basically said, dude, I'm clogged. Yeah. So we offer on the iDash and some of the vehicles, you can, uh, we should v- record this sometime because it's wild. Have you ever heard of manual regen? Yeah. So you do a manual if you for we try to warn the customers. They're yeah. like, yeah, I want to do a manual regen because I hear everyone you know, talk yeah. about it on Facebook. A manual regen on like a new Duramax six point six liter is an event. It is an event. So it takes twenty to twenty five minutes. You got to put your hood up. You got to make sure you're not parked by any dry brush because you will whatever's by your tailpipe will light on fire or melt or melt. Right? You do not want to do it connected to a trailer. You'll melt the fiberglass. Or with your kids uh, running around the front yard. Dude, it's bad. I mean, it's well over 800 degrees at the tip. You got to make sure that you've got certain things said. You got enough fuel in the tank. You got to meet all these minimums. And then when you meet all these minimums, it will let you command a stationary or manual regen. And with the hood up and your big like 36-inch fan 
spinning at full speed for 20 minutes. It's a jet engine. And guys are like, I can't believe how loud it is. It freaked me out. My neighbors are coming out. It is psycho loud. And it's fine. The It'll move your truck sideways right there in your driveway. Dude, I'm telling you, it is <laughs> wild when these guys do the manual regen for the first time. Some of them freak out, yeah. and they hit the button that says stop. stop. Too yeah. late. They're like, no, no, you can't stop <laughs> oh, you it. Can cancel it. Yeah, yeah, you can cancel it's it. It's not like the missiles left the tube yet? No, it takes like a, a minute and a half to finally cool down mm. the RPMs, but it's, it's wild because it's got to build up 1,400 degrees at the DPF inlet to basically turn all that soot into ash and then blow it out. So imagine you took a bunch of like Kingston charcoal briquettes and you shoved it all in like a like a, a, a muffler, right? And you have to turn all those charcoal briquettes into ash. That's what's happening in there. So the moral of the story is if you're going to work your truck like Holman suggests, get the diesel for around town, light towing, gas for sure. Or even heavy towing. But occasionally. Yeah. You'd be better served with a diesel if you're towing that every week. But if it's like a once in the month, gas is totally fine. That 73 is a great motor. Subject line is, what in the backwards ass redneck world is this tip for? Uh, from Jason Gaynor. Just saw this ridiculous piece in North Carolina. At least it wasn't Carolina squatted too. And the photo is... It's the picture of the back half of a Super Duty. I can tell by the bed. And it's got big wheel, skinny tire, but the exhaust tip is probably a foot in diameter. <laughs> That's ridiculous And it's the looking. standard octagon one you can yeah, find it like. Amazon. Amazon yeah, or XDP yeah. or whoever. Just yeah. crunch, crunch yeah. that up. In the yeah. All right. Got one here from uh, Gregory Vanderpool. It says, hi, Holman and Lightning. That's right. Lightning and Holman. Uh, Says it on the t-shirt. I am looking at buying a 2005 Chevy Tahoe with a 5.3 Vortec engine and the four-speed transmission. It has about 180,000 miles on it, and I was wondering what the usual lifetime of this engine and transmission is. I enjoy the show, but at times I wish you guys would spend less time talking about electric vehicles and more time talking about older trucks. Thanks, Gregory. Well, we try to talk about everything. So, you know... I'm on. Come on. If you went through all 300 episodes, electrification is probably... 10% maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if that. Yeah. But we, yeah. I mean, we have to talk, you know, we have to touch on it. We have to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, like we're pushing it. Yeah. We're just telling you what our experiences are and bringing you along. That doesn't mean we don't love the old trucks and that old 5.3 Vortex is a great motor. So this is really weird because my buddy, oh, you know Rob, our uh -huh. detailer, right? His son, Adrian, yep. is looking for a Tahoe with a 5.3. There you go. And he keeps finding high mileage ones yep. all over the place. I said, do your best to find one. So he's looking for an 07, 08, somewhere in there. And I said, look, it is an amazing truck, but people beat the snot out of them. I've got a friend who just sold a Suburban with that same deal. Yeah, he so, had 200,000 miles on it. Yeah, you can do that easy. The, you always find like the bolsters on the seats are blown out and things like that. And the dash cracks on those. Yeah. you got to remember... There's a couple different dashes that you can get in that generation of pickup. I think all the SUVs had the same one, but the dashes cracked. The door handles on those things are notorious for falling apart. And you know what but, else? The, uh, the 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 primer is bad on a lot of those paints. Yeah. So you'll always see like patches of primer where the yeah. the paint literally just, just peels flakes off, off in giant, giant chunks. I mean, honestly, they carry their value. You know, you're getting close to two hundred thousand miles, around ten thousand dollars for one of those things. Um, you see them high mileage all the time. I, I'm I think two hundred fifty thousand miles is pretty. Easy for those to reach as long as they had regular maintenance, maybe yeah, even more than but that. You, but, if very you, simple but if you engine. don't know the maintenance, then you got to say yeah. under 125. Yeah, I, I was. And that's a harder to find truck. Yeah, but, but he's talking about 
one that has 180,000 miles. If you have service records on that and it was well-maintained, I'd say go for it. You know, you're going to have other things you're going to need to do. Make sure the belts are changed. Make sure the hoses, a lot of the hoses rot from the inside and they look good on the outside. People don't ever go through and change all their hoses. Dude, the shifter, the stock, they always get loose. I've seen them fall off in people's hands before. <laughs> like it's, it, not, it's, it's, yeah, it's not silly the engine. Stuff. The engine's yeah. not going to leave you stranded. But The door all, panels start flopping yeah, around. All that so good stuff. Luckily, every junkyard in every city in America has got parts for these trucks. Remember, I dually was a GMT 900 as well. And... I wanted to do a color swap. I had the entire tan interior. I found every single piece of that truck in black at, oh, at Junkers. And also with blood spots on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is super gross. Yeah. I didn't buy the uh, the parts yeah, the, with the blood spots. Yeah. 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 You, don't want, I actually, you don't want the spirits going from one vehicle to the other. I did get, so hey, word to the wise, though, if those bolsters are blown out, we had one of the, the seat guys. Oh, what was their name? The seat, I don't know. Go back to one of our episodes. We talked about seats. Or get cat skin. So you can rewrap them pretty economically. Yeah, but Caskin's not going to rebuild your seat cushion. You're uh, talking about the seat shop. So yes. you can go to theseatshop.com and they can freshen up the interior on any of those trucks for you. Frontier Spotting, subject line from Cameron, Lighting and Home of Beer. I've been listening from the very, very beginning. I work as a design engineer at a large aftermarket company and love staying up late listening to your truck news segment. I have a 99 XJ and a 2003 Miata, and I've been looking at a truck to tow them individually to trails or to the track. Do you think a Frontier would be enough to tow these vehicles? I also started my own small business making specialized parts for customers' specific problems. Here's my Frontier spotting entry and my address for a sticker. Keep up the great work, and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So would a Frontier tow his 99 XJ and a 2003 Miata? Yeah, I don't see why not. I've towed 6,000, 6,500 pounds with a Frontier, and it was actually pretty stable and felt great. So, yeah, I mean, an XJ can't be more than 5,000 pounds. Miata's probably on a trailer, 3,500, 4,000 pounds. So I wouldn't see why not. All right, this one's from uh, Roan Lawman, and he uh, says, five months. He goes, hey, guys, my name's Roan. I'm from the uh, Central Valley, so we're talking about California. So the day is finally here. After five months of listening every single day, Monday through Friday on my way to and from work, and while I work, I finally caught up. It's a bittersweet day, <laughs> but I have thoroughly enjoyed every episode. Yes, even the April Fool's Day one where I as well fell for it, trying uh, the episode on every device I own. Thank you for the quality <laughs> podcast. Now I guess I'll have to be like everyone else and wait until next Monday to get my truck show podcast fixed. I have also given five stars on my phone and Mac. So to wrap up this epically long email, by the way, it's not, can I get an OG Emmy, yeah, buddy? Yeah, buddy. A mounted parameters? And to remember, everything matters. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Oh, and here's a Frontier Pro 4X. I spotted it on my way to work today as well. Thanks again, Roan, and uh, from uh, Riverbank, California. All right, give me that one for that's that. the Add sticker that file. There we go. The All right, this one's from uh, Jeremy Brown, titled Rampage Lightning and Holman. That's correct because that's how it says it on the sticker and the T-shirt. Lightning the only kept, person who cares about Lightning that is kept you. going off about how great a name Rampage was for Ram's future Maverick competitor and even said it sounded a little 80s. Are we forgetting that Dodge had a small unibody pickup in the 80s called the Rampage? Basically, the contemporary Charger with a bed, which wouldn't be a bad option for today if they could keep the Hellcat. I digress. Anyway, I have to agree with Lightning. The name is perfect. Just had to bring up the connection after internally screaming about what y'all were missing. And that's from Jeff. 
All right, there you go. Ram came out with the Rampage. So uh, I got it. we win. All of us are winners. All right, Lightning, uh, let's wrap this uh, bad boy up. I got a little uh, something-something after the show for our listeners, though. Do you really? Three something-somethings. Is it uh, any Code Brown talk? Might be. Oh, really? Oh, I'm in! The Truck Show! The Truck Show! The Truck Show! Oh, oh. Uh, what I think you mean is you're out, because uh, <laughs> you want that out of you as uh, fast as possible. Listen, if uh, you want to interact with the Truck Show podcast... Hit us up on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, or you can reach us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or Holman at truckshowpodcast.com or lightning at truckshowpodcast.com. Yeah, dude, I uh, found another little stash of uh, stickers I didn't know I had in my center console. So if you guys are in the cab of your truck or car and you spot a Frontier on the road, snap a photo and email it to truckshowpodcast.com. Sorry, that's lightning at truckshowpodcast.com I will send you a pair of Churchill Podcast stickers how nice of you I mean sure you're the best lightning I, I'm not looking for accolades or a pat on the back I'm saying like we have promised yeah. things I'll for stop years giving them to you well, no, I enjoy it actually. It's kind of <laughs> do, but all right, uh, we've been promising crap for yeah, years, and finally, for a while, and we're finally delivering it. Listen, yes. If you guys want to uh, hit us up on the socials, you can slide into uh, Lightning's DMs for uh, Banks products. That's uh, LBC Lightning. Oh, you guys have been exercising that like <laughs> mad. Yeah. If anybody wonders wh- uh, whether or not this podcast helps move merch, it, so it does. Check this out. I just got to show this for a second. Uh-huh. So usually, I when people hit me up on the on the gram yeah. and they say hey, I'm interested in a pedal monster I'm interested in it's usually like a single item yeah right it's an eye dash or yeah, whatever sure. super stoked to hook him up right. one of the guys says hey I'm a big fan of the show I've been listening since the beginning I'm looking for some Banks products and I was it was late at night mm-hmm. and I go normally I have a little conversation with these people I'm yeah. like I just gave them the code right yeah. I'm like here's the code don't share it yeah. it's just for the listeners uh-huh. and it's like cool so the next day I get a message from Colin at uh, work, uh-oh. and he goes, "I saw a transaction <laughs> last night." Uh-huh. He's That'd like, "That'd be Gail's son, by the way." Sorry, yes, yeah. So Colin Banks. Yep. Mm-hmm. He says, "He says it's a it's a great sale, but what's with the discount?" And I'm like, "What's well, a it's a the Truck Show podcast uh-huh. discount?" And uh-huh. he goes, "The dude spent." five grand and i'm like <laughs> so the discount's really really healthy i don't want to say what it is on the air yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more than banks is not a brand that discounts their products no we do let's not just, just we do not up. publicly what, discount any yes. we are the rolex of the yes. aftermarket what's happening okay? here is you guys have a special relationship with us and we're giving you a little wink and a nod so this guy like really exercised so it. he basically cleared out the uh, bank store he, yes no it was a full power pack oh, for nice. like an obs truck oh like, awesome he went freaking in all, honest, nuts. in all honesty, I do the same thing too. I mean, he's like, so he was, I mean, he's, he saved like a grand. That's okay. I'm not even joking. Yeah, but you know what? He gave you five that you wouldn't have had otherwise. I, I guess. Hey, I, that's, that's the, uh, they don't take it out of the, that's, uh, that's uh, the gl- glass half full is what you're doing there. All right. Well, uh, you can also follow me at Sean P. Holman, or you can uh, follow the show at Truck Show Podcast. And uh, if you are in the market for a great off-road magazine, please uh, give uh, OVR Mag a follow and uh, 
subscribe. Support your old man uh, Holman here, who uh, is starting lots and lots of businesses and that he can't afford cool things <laughs> for you guys. I'm trying to uh, uh, keep this thing going. And you know what? Pay for my can house. I? Can we? Can we pull back the curtain for one second? Oh, jeez. So Holman and I love entrepreneurs. You guys yeah. know that. If you've listened for any length of time, you know that we love and respect and honor people who are willing to risk it all. So here's Holman for the first time in his life actually being a legitimate entrepreneur he didn't it's have really hard he didn't have a source of income like this is it truck famous llc that owns this podcast now and he's like before before we crack the mics down he's like uh dude i owe a lot of bills <laughs> and everyone wants to pay me with like net 90 and i go i have to there's like a gap between the when the money i'm like welcome to entrepreneurship like it's not it, for the faint of heart, it's people. It's not for the faint of heart. Listen, I, I have the normal monthly bills, right? You have, you know, the utilities. You've got the, you know, a website stuff. You've got the Shopify stuff. You've got the uh, franchise tax board stuff. You've got your CPA stuff. You've got your email stuff. And your health you've insurance got the, and how, all that how stuff. How about the Libsyn? Just keeping the podcast hosted. All that kind of stuff. And then, meanwhile, we've got sponsors who uh, some pay like net 90. So it's three months from when you've delivered something before you get a check. And then you've got this greedy bastard across the table from me who's hold like- Hold on. Hold on. Don't say that. That's not true. I didn't say it about you. You said the greedy bastard across from me. I have from me. a chair right no, here. No, no. You're talking about me. That's BS. You know that I've been uh-huh. very, uh-huh. very understanding of your situation- uh, understanding of our situation, our situation. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so it's uh, I've I've got a lot going on. So I've got Truck Famous LLC. I've got Used for Adventure Incorporated. But I, which I'm is, just I'm just saying. Listen, it's been it's interesting hard. to see Holman, who has has spoken to entrepreneurs with reverence, and it's interesting seeing you go through it personally for the first time. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. So yeah, three businesses. So between uh, again, Truck Famous, uh, Used for Adventure, which is like my little consulting marketing deal. And in fact, I've got some listeners who own companies who have reached out to me. So I've been doing some work on the side for them. And then I've got uh, OVR Max. So between those three things, it is really, really like I haven't had a day off. Yeah. Two days off in a row since January. And I mean, so you're, that's nuts. that's remember years ago, one of our first entrepreneurs that we interviewed with the, our, the, the couple down in Irvine, California, Thin Skins. Yep. So like it's just it's every waking moment. All the time. That's your business. Anyway, so speaking of all this hard work, let's shift gears and thank our partners, Nissan being number one. That's right. So uh, Nissan is the uh, proud presenting sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. They have supported this podcast for over five years. With them, you get the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on their half-ton Titan and Titan XD trucks. They've also got the Awesome Frontier, which has some uh, pretty incredible lease deals. Uh, I'm my might try and pick one up for myself because uh, I think they're awesome. You know, a lot of you listeners have supported us by supporting Nissan. If you are looking for a new truck, at least give them a shot. Head to NissanUSA.com. You can check out their features, benefits, pricing, build and price, all that kind of stuff, or head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can see them in person. And the first thing I would say you should do is slam the door because it sounds good. There's no tinniness to it. Those trucks are built great. And then uh, go for a drive. Are you saying that because I was obsessed with it when we borrowed the last Titan? I'm just saying that in general. I think we the were first out. time you get into a vehicle, you always slam a door, and the ones that feel tinny, yeah. they just don't give you a good We were f- outside yeah. the Wiener Schnitzel. I'll never yeah. forget. And I, I was, and Holman's like, would you get in? We have to record a podcast. And here's me outside the door going, thum, open, thum. That's true. Open. True story. 
Uh, and then let's also talk banks. So at the beginning of the show, we talked about uh, the new iDash Stealth Pod, which is designed to contain and support the iDash Data Monster or the iDash Super Gauge. Here's the thing. You have a certain amount of data that your manufacturer of your Jeep or your Ram or your Ford F-250, whatever, they say, here's what we want you to see so you can drive in bliss. There's a whole ton of information that's on the ECM that they don't want you to necessarily see, but it's valuable for you to know as a driver. If you have a diesel, what's how, what's the average mileage you get between your DPF regens? What is your exhaust gas temperature? Basic things like that. What or if you get a code? Yeah, if you drive a, and lows. a Silverado and you get a check engine light, why do you? Why did you get it? You can go to the iDash and you can open the diagnostics menu and it tells you right there. You can even clear the code right on the iDash. Check out yours at bankspower.com. All right. And when you uh, decide that your truck rides awful or your shocks are blown and you need something new, then head over to BillsteinUS.com where you can also put in your year, make, model and see all the options they have. Direct replacement for stock trucks, upgraded shocks for stock trucks, including leveling kits or race-style suspension all the way up to the B8-8100, which are two tube bypasses. All of these are built with OE quality in mind, which means no squeaks, no rattles, no noises, and just pure performance. Bilstein shocks are designed for performance both on and off the road. So if you're looking for an endorsement and you're tired of Lightning and I talking about it, then why not just go with Colby White, our listener, ah. who we read the email at the beginning of the show. He uh, replaced some uh, white shocks. And, and they he, transformed. He, he took yes. a flyer. Yeah. He's like, dude, this rides better than my new truck. On a solid axle swap Suburban. Come on. That's, that's saying something. If that's not an endorsement, nothing is. You want to go to BillsteinUS.com, find a shock that's going to improve your ride and make it feel brand new today. And a big thank you to our friend Rory at OnX. They're the creators of the single best map app for your off-road adventure. You can sign up today at OnXMaps.com. You can do a seven-day free trial. Premium, which features feature trails, unlimited save maps, photo waypoints, 3D maps, and more. is only $29.99 a year. Or Elite, which adds all the premium features, plus property boundaries, landowner names, lot info, and more. And Elite is $99.99 a year, which adds to the premium features, property boundaries, landowner names, lot info, and a whole host of Elite benefits. Head over to onxmaps.com or to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. We can download it for your device today. Now it's time to talk poo. <laughs> Code Brown, I mean. This is, is what I meant one. to say. This is a good one. We'll say we like to save these for the end. This is your bonus, guys. Uh this is from Matt Bingham. He says, uh, I'm in the TSA line when it first hits and the oh, contractions oh, oh. Oh, rapidly the get TSA closer. TSA line, no. Holding my poise, save for the reddish cheeks and sweat on my brow, I forge through unimpeded. Racing down the terminal, I duck into the first restroom I see, which by the grace of God has an open stall. An older man's finger may have failed, but mine was up for the task while I wrestled with my pants and belt. Ah, sweet relief <laughs> and a sigh of victory as I gaze down and soak in the moment of near catastrophe, a red shoe catches my eye. This is no ordinary shoe, but a woman's high heel. I scan slowly to the other stall and there I see flip-flops and painted toenails. <laughs> then I notice my phone is resting on a sanitary napkin dispenser. Yep, in my haste to hold back the dragon, three days of sales meeting dinners and drinking heavily, I have gone into the women's restroom. Now what? Well, I knew I was in a public restroom. I did not hold back and certainly did not think to give a courtesy flush. Gathered myself and decided to just make a run for it. 
Any residual code action would have to wait until I got to the men's room. I made my break. I dashed out unscathed, only to take a seat half an hour later on the plane next to a woman with red, red high shoes. heels. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Although it's kind of so bad that it's good in a way. <laughs> Thank yep. you for that. Uh, this one is uh, not code brown, but. So uh, this is from Kevin Nauman. He mm. says, uh, hey, Banksy and Hall Racer, not a code brown, but just as bad and one every man listening to can relate. So about six or seven years ago, four guys went from Tulsa, Oklahoma to uh, Como, Colorado to finish a roof on a barn for a church camp. We picked up a fifth in Salinas, Kansas. On the way home, we stopped around the Colorado-Kansas line. We drove nonstop from there to Salina to drop them back off. We all had to pee for over an hour, but nobody wanted to be that guy. The guy that said he had to pee. We were all dying for the last hour. We got to the truck stop and all ran and waddled straight to the bathroom. I went for what felt like five minutes, but we all knew if we had been the one who said stop, we would never have lived it down. Kelly Nauman says he wants the uh, Emmy five-star and OG mounted parameters. Five-star review! Five-stars! All right, this is uh, from our friend Justin Gore. Code Brown and a six-speed Cummins. Over the years, I've had a few of these Code Brown situations, but it's been hard to figure out which ones to share. The basic road trip one seems too common, so it was in between an LA Auto Show experience and this one, but shows this one I'm going to tell you because it is truck-related. A few years back, my best friend and I would frequent an all-you-can-eat sushi spot in Chatsworth, which is here in uh, SoCal. Uh, It's uh, very good quality with a great selection, but as a couple of mid-20-year-olds, we'd go hard, almost too hard, and these outings almost always led to a rough night without any lessons learned because who cares? It's good sushi. This one, however, was one for the books. He drove us there this time and is not so comfortable or smooth. 06 Ram 2500 six-speed Cummins, Gia Silent, with an eight-foot bed on some crappy lift, 35s or 37s, can't remember, and a tasteful amount of Banks goodies. As the time came to an end in the sushi spot after overstaying our 90-minute time limit, I got the rumbly tummies and went toward the single-stall men's room. It was locked, of course. Okay, he lives all five minutes from the restaurant, so I'll just use his facilities. Obviously, the quote-unquote, oh, this is not good feeling started to hit as we were waiting for the check. He noticed my discomfort and physical appearance and the need to go and make some poops. (laughs) Thinking it would be hilarious, he turned that five-minute drive into one that seemed like an eternity. He continued to bang shift his ram, laughing the entire time and accidentally not making yellow lights. It got to the point that I almost kicked him out of his own dang truck to leave him. We finally made it to his mom's, a two-story house. The first floor bathroom was conveniently out of order, leaving me to run up the two flights and dodging his 120-pound Akita in the process. Needless to say, he ended up getting to one of the two upstairs bathrooms first. This left me to blow up his mom's (laughs) toilet. It was the kind of poop that you sit there with your elbows on your knees and your face in your hands, regretting your life choices while moaning and groaning with moments of shakes and squirms resembling those of uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber, living the laxative prank in Aspen. 20 minutes or so go by, and I come out, feeling like I've been born again, but with my legs asleep. I gave him a friendly piece of my mind, but then was rewarded with a beer and a PlayStation controller so we can play stupid video games the rest of the night. I revisited that bathroom two more times, but with a slightly less sense of urgency. Anyway, that's my story. Uh, you're both great for asking us to share this poopy nonsense. Five stars, as always, Justin Gore. Five star review! Five stars! 
Congratulations, you have earned five stars. All right, well, this has been a uh, long show. After uh, the sushi lunch I had, I am ready to depart you. So uh, wrap up, Lightning. <clears throat> I've got to take care of some business. Uh-oh. Code Brown! The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. They issued a code brown earlier today, and people living in Hendry County say it's a good thing the hospital is taking steps to keep them safe. Oh, Lord. Verdi Gill lives in Hendry County. She's not going anywhere. R.D. Williams says they issued the code brown because of those potential impacts. It lets staff know to be ready. So if you have a problem, we'll be able to take care of you. A message Gill says she's glad to hear. You can't outrun one. If it's going to hit you, it's going to hit you. And they say if you do have a medical emergency and have to come to this hospital, you should use the emergency entrance in Cluiston, Channing Frampton, Wink News Now.